Hello and welcome to the Megavision Show, episode 109. I am Chris Powell, and joining me this week is Sam and Alicia. How's it going? It is going good. How are you doing today? Not too bad. Not too bad. Alicia, how are you doing? It's going. I hear you. Um, we are going to have um, Alex, who is uh, one of our new uh, stream team uh, leads or editor, uh, joining the show here in a little bit. He's just running a little bit behind. Uh, but we are on a tight window, so hey, the show must keep rolling. But he's going to be joining us a little bit, and uh, we got some interesting things to, to discuss with him. Um, and because of that, uh, we're going to uh, we're going to skip our kind of like what we've been playing and what we've been watching. Uh, we're going to push that to kind of towards the end of the show, and uh, we're going to just kind of run through our intros, and then we're going to get into the news because we've got a lot of good news that we want to get to. And Sam really wants to talk about Callisto Protocol, isn't that right, Sam? <laughs> oh, you better believe it. I was gonna. I, I want to make sure I give all the other games coming out this week a fair shake because obviously a lot of the games coming out this week have a lot of dedicated fans. We've been covering a couple of them quite a bit here on Mega Visions. Uh, but Callisto Protocol, that's my baby. I'm the horror guy. I've been waiting for this game all year since I found out about it, which it's crazy because when I first found out about it, I was like, wow, I have really been sleeping on this game from here on out. I am following this religiously. So I've, I've been on that. So um, super excited to talk about that. But um, yeah, I don't know if you wanted to talk about something else real quick or if you yeah, want me to just go ahead and uh, tell, we'll, we'll still go into like what we've been up to and what, uh, what we've been doing, because I'll tell you what, uh, we've we've I've I've heard from from listeners that they've been really enjoying the uh, the paranormal and the uh, the ghost hunt discussion. So okay, they want to know <laughs> they want to know what's new there, Sam. So we got it. We got to go there. Tell us what you've been up to okay. with uh, all things uh, horror and and paranormal. Okay, okay. So I have been still working on editing that same uh, the same video from before, but going through finding some uh, evidence and then talking to Trevor, who's the lead investigator. One of the orbs that we had caught is this is insane. So on my camera, I'm recording them doing uh, an EVP session, um, recording some audio. And they're sitting on the couch and out of nowhere, the orb just comes right up from like the bottom by the, this coffee table by the couch. And it almost looks like it's coming towards the camera. Well, Trevor had a stationary camera positioned way back in that other room, picking up everything that was going on in the room we were in. And he sees coming up from the about where the couch is at the coffee table area he sees an orb and it just goes launches right into my chest so Holy i can't wait yeah it, it it's absolutely nuts it was so weird too is we have a team of experienced mediums and paranormal investigators and who who do the ghosts like to mess with they love to go after me it's oh every single time man did you okay so when that happened did you realize that happened? And if if so, did you did you feel anything? No, I just saw it. I I did see it live. I I was like, oh wow, there's an orb, but I didn't like see what was going on. But no, that's that's the weirdest part is I didn't feel anything. And a, both Missy and Bob, who are the other investigators with us, 
they had both had experiences where they were touched. At one point, uh, Bob had had his shirt pulled, and at another point, Missy got her hair pulled. And it was so weird because the, a lot of the times the orbs were like circ- circling me, and they caught it another time when we were in the office. And then they asked the REM pod a bunch of different questions, and it only answered a few of them. And it answered that it died in a fire. Uh, whoever it was, whoever the spirit is, said that they died in a fire. And then the other thing is they're like, do you like Sam for some reason? You seem to be circling around him. And it just went off like beep, 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 beep. And and I'm like, oh, great. It's always me, isn't it? (laughs) And then (laughs) yeah, they love to go after the camera guy. I will say, man, that's wild. Um, You'll have to let us know. Because I've heard that other people who've experienced like orbs passing through their bodies have experienced like health effects. Uh, oh yeah, I've I've been I was reading a book called it's called uh, Skinwalkers at the Pentagon, um, and it's actually a pretty fascinating book. Um, but it, it 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 talks a lot about orbs. And uh, them interacting with like people in, in, in the human body and, and some of the effects it can have. Um, and some of them can be kind of wild. So uh, it's kind of spooky stuff. Actually, now that <laughs> you might want to wave it around <laughs> your area for a while. Oh, 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 yeah. Well, we, we're always really safe about, about that too when we go on an investigation. But interestingly enough, now that you mentioned it, the one interesting thing I'll say is when we were in the basement and on camera, we had and you would think that it would be dust particles but the way they were moving it they were very clearly orbs and there was tons of them and the moment you go down into that basement you instantly feel dizzy nauseous like you're drunk and it just you feel like you're you need to step outside and get some air because you're gonna vomit you just feel like the world's spinning going into that basement so that now that you mentioned that and i'm correlating that together that there might be something more to that. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I want to jump into some game stuff here soon, but I do know if a lot of the listeners, a lot of you guys are real interested in uh, the paranormal investigations that I've been on. If you go to Facebook and look up rogues, hollow paranormal society, you can see the late, the last one that we did in East Sparta, where we were actually able to capture the name of the spirit on EVP. And we recorded some shadow figures and different things of that sort, but that's rogues, hollow paranormal on uh, Facebook. If you want to see any of the ghost hunting stuff. Yeah, send me the uh, the link to that, Sam, and I'll drop it in the uh, the show notes uh, for the for the episode too. And we'll link. It. Uh, yeah, can, we'll, I'll, I'll figure. We'll figure it out. We'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, because I haven't been on Facebook in a in a minute. But <laughs> no worries. But we'll we'll figure that out. We'll make it easy for the listeners as as we can. So um, perfect. That's perfect. awesome. What what else has been going on uh, with with you? What, what else have you been doing? Um. So very briefly, I've. Uh, Actually, just today, even I, f- I finished uh, the script for my first feature film, at least a, a draft of it. I, it there's going to be changes. And it, going along with that, I bought some new camera gear, uh, got some better better stuff uh, for, for um, cinematography, a new camera and uh, lens to go with that. Uh, so I'm planning a feature film right now, probably looking to fundraise next year, shoot that in 2024. Wow, that's awesome. When uh, so, whenever you're ready to to share more details about it, you'll you'll have to you have to do it here. 
because uh, I will hear more about it for sure. That's I will. Cool. The only thing that I can say, uh, if you uh, for the listeners, if you're interested in the plot, it is a crime drama, and it is about a hitman and his victim who must reluctantly work together after being trapped by a dangerous cult. Interesting. Wow. There's that. There's a lot going on there. A lot to unpack. I, I, okay. It, yeah. It, the The hardest part was keeping all the multiple timelines together. <laughs> oh man. So, sounds like that's going to be a, a a fun project. I can't wait to hear more about. It. Oh, I'm I'm super excited about that. But that's all I can share for now. That's uh, I'll keep you guys updated as I move forward through pre production. In the past, I've done a couple of short films. This is the first feature though, and. I want to do this right. I'm not, I don't want to rush anything. That's why I've already set it in place that I'm, I'm not picking up a camera and shooting anything until 2024. Cause I want to make sure that everything is set in place and done as properly as possible. Yeah. I respect that. I, you know, like I, I, there's, there's nothing I hate more than, than trying to start a project when you're just not, properly ready even just from an equipment standpoint or anything else and you're just trying to kind of make do on the fly and it's frustrating and it really can wreak havoc on the creative process i think so um i think Mm -hmm. doing that the right way and just ensuring you have everything ready and you know the right equipment and all that to begin that project i think that's the way to go for sure so i think you're doing it the right way that sounds awesome yeah, exactly. And then lastly, only real big thing I've been up to um, over this past weekend, we had our, for those of you who don't know, I also work as an actor at a haunted house and we had our end of the year banquet at Factory of Terror and I picked up a blood award for my show, um, oh, awesome. which is it's it's fitting because i actually bled during the season i I cut my finger because a customer slammed the door on me when i was going back into the show and cut my finger open real bad and i'm running through the haunt gushing blood trying to find a manager to give me a band-aid so it's a fitting award for me there should be it's like some sort of like uh you know like the military you know we get the purple heart uh award if if we're you know wounded in, in in combat and everything so Maybe they should do something like that, like a black heart or something you get if you're yeah. in, in, you know, in line of duty there. That would be fitting, I think. I, I think so. I'm, I'm happy this year they had trophies. Last year they were just certificates. This year they actually they, uh, had trophies, and I don't have a lot of trophies. So if I get a trophy, I'm pretty excited about that. It's a silly thing, but I love, I, I, it, it feels good. Oh, for so. sure. You could sit that you know, on your, your shelf and – you know, you'd be proud of that. You know, you, you bled for that award. You deserve it. Yeah. So super exciting stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, well, Alicia, what have you been up to? Um, it's been kind of a strange week. I will say that much. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, <Interesting. laughs> I, I know, right. I usually have the boring <laughs> you- week. <laughs> so, um, we have, a uh, we have a problem around our, our area right now with cats. Um, as you guys know, I don't, I don't know that our listeners know, but as you guys know, uh, we've done some fostering in the past, and because of the pandemic, uh, a lot of people just abandoned their animals around our area, and so we have had an increasing number of cats lately, and uh, <laughs> recently. 
within like the last three weeks or so, we have spotted four tiny little fluff balls running around. <laughs> and they uh, there's one that appears to be possibly catchable, and the rest of them run like bats out of hell. And they're adorable, but we can't get close to them. And this is a problem because, well, we already have a ton of cats around the house. And so um, I've been trying to coax the one because it keeps coming up on the porch and like kind of looking in the house. And it's like, you know, you can come in, you can come in because maybe if, if you do, we'll finally be able to to catch these silly things. The bigger problem around our area is the fact that our shelters and our uh, fostering system and everything is extremely out of control right now. Um, our shelter, at last count, I believe they said they had 136 cats in I their... I think that's a problem like nationwide, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And so they can't take any more. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is. It's just a huge problem. And so they can't take any more in right now, which means that even if we do catch these little buggers, I don't know what we're going to do with them. They, we have like 15 outside right now that we're feeding, and most of them are feral. Um, we do have two of our bigger cats, but they're, they're fixed, and it's fine that they, they come and go in and out of the house, so they're fine. Um, but the rest of them are all feral and they're, they're not fixed. And so it's like this gigantic problem of figuring out what do you do with them even if we do catch them. We only have a mobile uh, spay and neuter clinic that comes around twice a year for a weekend. And it serves the entire county. And so that's like impossible. So if any of our listeners has like advice on what to do with these Adorable little fluff balls that we really don't want around the house right now. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear it. So I love our kitties. I really do. But uh, we just we can't have any more. It's just kind of crazy. And they, I mean, they're adorable. It, they really are. They're so cute. But it's getting cold. And so I worry about them. You know, it's like. So, and then uh, I guess the other big thing that happened was, uh, and I know this was nationwide. We had our Civil War football game this weekend and boy howdy <laughs> so yeah, i'm in oregon a civil war okay explain that civil war it's civil war football weekend right and uh okay. I'm, I'm in oregon and so we have the oregon ducks and the oregon beavers now i have been a beaver fan my entire life ironically when i left college a few years ago i actually got accepted to oregon uh the university of oregon so i would have been a duck had I gone, okay. um, <laughs> which is like really, really weird. Sounds so but, weird to say, doesn't it? <laughs> right. It feels really weird to say. I would have been a duck, but I wanted to be a beaver. The problem was, is that they didn't offer what I was looking for in, in a program uh, at OSU. So it's just not even something I could consider. But um, so there's always been this kind of like weird jinx that's happened for quite a while. It used to be that if the whoever had home field advantage typically won the game and and so you saw this kind of because they swap back and forth uh you know every other year kind of thing and so you saw this this healthy rivalry going on right and then about what about 10 years ago it just started being dominated by the ducks unfortunately which i mean it was during the mark mariota uh, era which he's you know fantastically he's amazing. Out. Yeah, he's, he's great 
he's amazing. If you can catch your own throw down the, it's just, oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> it's like, I, I actually got to watch him play a game and it was just, it was just incredible. So um, yeah, he's, he's amazing. But right around his time, the Ducks started dominating and it's not that much fun because our state takes it really seriously and, and people get really angry about things. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it was that. like, this is just not fun. So so this year it was held at OSU and of course everyone was like, well, you know, it's going to be a blowout. The ducks are going to win obviously because the ducks always win. And that's not what happened. <laughs> oh, okay. So it was fine until halftime. As far as if you were a duck fan, they were blowing it out and the beavers were getting, uh, the refs were calling them left, right, sideways, upside down, inside out. It was just an absolute, you know, disaster. They couldn't breathe without somebody throwing a flag at them kind of thing. I was like, this is just not not right, right? And everybody knows, it. you know what it looks like when the refs are being paid. I mean, you just do. Or when they favor one side over the other. It's just, it, it's not a fun game to watch. Well, apparently the Beavers decided they didn't really give a damn <laughs> about whether or not the refs were going to do this. They were going to win this game. So they were down by 20 points at halftime. They went in and they came back out and they stomped the Ducks. Like wow. so badly, it was just fantastic. In fact, in, in a very short period of time, they scored 20 points. And the Ducks had no answer for it whatsoever. And so they won the game, which they haven't won in forever. They won it, it was uh, 38 to 31, I believe, was the final score. And, of course, you know, the fans are really excited, so they rush the field and everything like that. Well, apparently one of the players from U of O, from the Ducks, got angry, and he threw a swing at one of the fans on the field oh and God. knocked his hat off. And it, it gained national attention because it was like your fan, you know, the team's fans are celebrating on their field. They kind of have that right to do that they weren't causing destruction or anything like that and you got pissed off and you took a swing at him and so now there's this whole thing going on where they're investigating what happened on all of that it's like can you just let him have you know five seconds of hey we finally won this game kind i've of. never met a, a nice duck in my life so you know oh like me one bit Actually, there's quite a few up there that are, I mean, the campus is really nice and there's some really nice people, but uh, as far as if you're talking about like wild ducks, no, I can't stand them. They're scary. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. I was talking about the animal. Yeah. I, I'm terrified of ducks, honestly. They're mean. Oh my goodness. So, so apparently they decided they were going to be mean at the, you know, sore losers at the end of this kind of thing. And it's like, come on guys, you have a legacy of winning. So they won, you know, one game in the last decade, can't you just, you know, let them have their, their victory. And maybe that's just cause I'm a, I'm a Beaver fan. And so I'm saying that, but yeah, it's, it was a, it was an interesting. So yeah, now we're in national headlines because they're investigating um, what happened during the whole thing. So wow. yeah. yeah. Okay. So, wow. Wild wow. stuff there. Um, <laughs> I want to introduce Alex. Also, he has joined the show. Alex, how's it going, buddy? I'm good. Um, finally turning the corner on this cold, which I'm happy about because it's been kicking my butt for the last couple of days. You sound great. Um, I 
I definitely sound better. If so, if anyone watched my stream on here last night, uh, it was a struggle. <laughs> it was actually a big struggle. Um, I got about an hour and then my voice gave. Oof. Ooh. That's not good. So, yeah. So I'm doing much better today, though. Uh, kind of a good night's sleep. Knocked it mostly out, but I'm still, I'm still, I'd say I'm about 70, 80%. Well, we'll take it. We'll take 70, 80% Alex for sure. Um, yes. But being that, I think it's your first time ever on the show, Alex. Can you introduce yourself to the the listeners real quick and just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you've been up to? Sure. Uh, I'm one of our freelance writers, reviewers, uh, news article writers, um, and streamers. I go on Tuesdays. I more tend to focus on the streaming side of newer stuff that's coming out. Um, and my life pretty much has been really crazy the last couple of weeks. I've barely had time for gaming and all that has been towards, uh, Sonic Frontiers and getting that a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Come on, Alex completion review that we put up on the site, uh, this week. Yeah. And awesome. yeah, so that's really what my gaming has been for the most part. I tend to lean more towards retro indie and, um, a lot of what Sega does, where I like games that have a bit of a linear standpoint to it, but if you're going to go open world, I don't want it to be too big, and yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense, because uh, once you go open world, there's no going back. You know, it, it, a lot of times it no. could just be kind of overwhelming, especially if you're just wanting to just a more, you know, uh, of, a, of a more uh, relaxed or linear experience. Like, I totally get that. Yeah, and it's one of those things I, di- I, I didn't, really get into this as much in the review but i think frontiers hits that nice sweet spot of it's not too big but there's enough to do right to where it's not overwhelming and you know it's not like a um the one i always do as an example is like what ubisoft has done over the last couple years where all their open world games just have so much in it and they're so big and if you cut down at least 50 percent of the map it'll feel like a better game to play yeah i can totally see that um for sure, we we had it. We had a really interesting discussion about like Ubisoft games in, in our staff chat and Discord uh, over yeah. last week. So yeah, it's been kind of fresh in our minds there. Um, that's awesome. So good to hear. I definitely uh, we I, I want to get more of your thoughts uh, on Sonic Frontiers uh, later in the show, um, but I do want to get to our our weekly releases uh, because uh, Sam only has about ten or so minutes left with us before he has to depart. So I want to turn things over to sam and let's jump into the weekly releases oh yeah um so yeah this week is pretty big for us um we've covered quite a few at least three of the games we've covered uh quite a bit on mega visions uh first off uh as of Today's recording, uh, which today is Wednesday, November 30th, uh, the date of the recording, Warhammer 40,000 Darktide and Front Mission First Remake are out. Those are two games that we've covered quite a bit on our site. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar with uh, Warhammer 40,000 Darktide, so that's a, a, a co-op shooter. Uh, it's a follow-up to the Warhammer Vermintide games. And this time, uh, the biggest difference is really energy weapons like lasers and boulders are going to take a higher stage than the melee weapons that were kind of bigger in the last games. Um, but you can play it now 
on uh, PC. It will come to Xbox Series X and S down the line. I'm not sure exactly on the date for that yet, but yeah, Warhammer 40,000 Dark Tide. Um, pretty uh, interesting looking uh, co-op shooter. I know they had an open beta. One cool thing I saw is that any of the progression that you had while you were playing the beta carries over to the full game too. Um, you got to fr- respect that always, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Because if you're putting all that time and energy in into playing the uh, beta... It would suck if you get into the full game and then okay, okay, start over. You're at the beginning, but but what? Boy, I sure hope Nintendo is listening. <laughs> <laughs> is the uh, is that a Game Pass title on PC or is that is that just a regular release then? Well, let me du- let me double check for that. Let me I can it's double check right now. And make sure it is. It is? It's okay. It's yeah, I, just, I just pulled up my app. It is. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it is. So it's Game Pass for PC. That's fantastic. So that's even better. So yeah. if you have Game Pass, then that's even better for you. Um, so the Front Mission First remake, that's another one that we've been covering here on the site. Um, so they're going to have a new game mode in it. Uh, I could probably look it up right now and tell you what it is. As of when I wrote the weekly releases, it wasn't confirmed, but... The game is officially out right now, um, so you can play that. It's going to be on Nintendo Switch, so um, some of the big things in that. It's going to uh, be pretty similar uh, to the original game you'll throw at home with the tactical planning, uh, the tile movement, specific targeting of body parts, um, and it's going to have some 2D illustrated characters. So if, if you played the original one, uh, it's pretty true to that. And a very uh, good turn-based strategy game. If you're really if you're really into that, and that's out right now on Switch. Also uh, today, that's already out is Gundam Evolution on console. PC players were able to get their hands on it first. I believe that came out in September. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but. Yes, it came out September 20th for PC. But now, if you have PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, or if you have Xbox Series X or S or Xbox One, you can jump into Gundam Evolution. It's a new competitive multiplayer title by Bondi Namco. Um, So it's going to have fast-paced six versus six team battles throughout the game. So that's another one to get into, especially if you're really into uh, getting online, playing with your friends definitely a good one to jump into um also this week and the rest of these are coming out on friday uh december 2nd marvel's midnight suns so that's an interesting one in the sense that i know it was originally coming out this year then it was going to get pushed back to next year well now it's coming out and it will be out on friday so yeah that one looks pretty interesting i I actually want to give that a shot uh if i if i can find some time it it really looks cool, especially uh, especially with the the choice driven relationship building it has, and then it's gonna really kind of focus on the uh, card based uh, battles as well. But I really love the idea that it's it's gonna be you're taking on th- uh, the demon Lilith with uh, all your favorite Marvel heroes, uh, especially some of the ones that don't get uh, that don't get you know talked about as much anymore or seen as much, like some of the Marvel. Marvel Knights like Blade and Ghost Rider um, 
two of my favorite Marvel characters. So it's really cool to see them getting in. Also, a big Ghost Rider fan for sure. I love him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and I well, I think we're gonna we're gonna begin some MCU. We should be getting an MCU Ghost Rider project. I know we're getting an MCU Blade project, uh, so that hopefully that makes them a little bit more popular in the mainstream. But I'm um, there by far. I love the darker side of Marvel, and that's where this game really kind of hits a sweet spot for me. Is I, I love my favorite Marvel stories are always the the darker ones. I, I love Daredevil, The Punisher. Uh, you know, obviously Blade and Ghost Rider. So I, it's really cool to see that side of Marvel getting the spotlight in a video game. Uh, super th- excited about that. And if you love card-based tactical games, this this is definitely it for you. Um, so anyone that's a Marvel fan, card-based fan, Midnight Suns, definitely want to check that out. Also, we're getting a new Need for Speed game. Uh, so this is huge for racing gamers. Need for Speed Unbound comes out this Friday. Uh, it's going to be on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and PC. The cool thing about that is they're kind of – the gameplay-wise looks pretty standard for a Need for Speed game, but the big thing is art style on that. So it has kind of almost like an anime-like art style. Yeah, if you look yeah. at some of the trailers, it's very, it's very stylized, um, a little bit – almost i would almost say like almost comic booky but it still at the same time has a lot of detail so it's like that kind of sweet spot in between animation and detailed graphics it just looks really cool from a visual standpoint and they didn't really mess with the gameplay too much from what we've seen so far so if you're into the need for speed series or if you're just into racing games in general looks like a good one to check out yeah this looks cool i'll definitely check this one out too I didn't realize that this was Criterion's first Need for Speed game since Rivals. Yeah, it's been a while. It, it, they haven't. I thought they were doing it every year. I didn't realize they weren't. Hmm. No, they took a, they they took some time off. Yeah, it's crazy because Need for Speed is, is it's it's such a well known brand in racing gaming. You just kind of assume it's there, and you don't. Oh, and also interesting to note, Codemasters apparently helped them with it. Ooh. Okay, that's cool. Okay. Well, I, I made my jokes about getting the game and getting a Subaru, but <laughs> um, now I'm actually kind of interested. I didn't know Criterion was doing... Why are they marketing that? I yeah, feel I don't like know. I'm the it, only one who's not happy about the game. <laughs> really? Oh, I can't stand it. I mean, it made me sick the first time I watched, and then they did some gameplay. And it, I will be is, a hard is pass. It the art style, or what? Is, what it's the art style, and when they do like some of the some of the effects, if you can't turn off some of those effects, I will not be able to play that game from an accessibility standpoint. It oh. will make me sicker than a dog. And I love Need for oh. Speed. Like, I am a diehard. I mean, if they ever redo Underground Two, you will not hear from me for a month. Okay, I will be there. And so I was really excited about You're this. You're not alone on that. And I was just like. Oh my god! I can't play this game. I can't even watch it. So, if they don't, if there's not some major things in accessibility for that game, it's going to be really hard for some of us in the disabled gamers community to actually be able you to know, function. With you that. know what's honest though? 
you know what's honest though? I did hear that after the first trailer. That was a big talking point yeah, about the game. It makes me sick. So I wonder if they listened. I, I haven't seen them listening. I mean, they just dropped that trailer earlier this week, I think it was. Yeah. And it was the same. And I'm like, oh my God. And they did some he turned a corner or something like that. And I was like, okay, I gotta stop. I can't even finish watching the trailer. It was that bad. So yeah, it's I I mean, I love the franchise and I love that they're doing some out of the box thinking, but you gotta think about everybody who might be playing your game too. So Yeah, I would not be surprised if that comes at a post launch update. Well, it should come on a on a absolute up you know, release launch date. It shouldn't be something that's an afterthought after everybody's like, hey, we can't do this. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, Good job, EA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Well, real quick, because I, I only have I only have a few minutes on here, but I got to talk about this. I've been saving I've been saving the uh, best for last. Pardon the bias, <laughs> not to take not to take away from any of the other amazing games coming out this week, but it's just my the game that I've been following, the Callisto Protocol. It is finally time for it. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Oh, I I am beyond excited. I just and 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 one thing I want to touch on too because I, I could kind of go into a lot about what the game is, what it's about, and all, but I got to talk about the marketing because I don't think I've talked about that enough on Mega Visions. Yeah. And the marketing for this game has been has been nonstop. There's been all kinds of um, interviews, different trailers coming up, story trailers. But the one that really caught my eye that they did, a, they did just last week, they did a TV spot where they had a live action trailer. It, it looks absolutely sick. And you know, Josh Dumal, uh, he's, or if I pronounced his name right, I apologize. It might not be how you pronounce his name, but jo- I'll just call him Josh. But he's he's obviously the voice actor and who they modeled the main character Jacob off of. Well, they got him to be in the live action trailer too. And you just watch that and it's it's so surreal. But the most surreal part about it is if you watch one of the gameplay trailers, it's almost hard to distinguish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so it's so detailed and realistic and you to distinguish even the live action to the gameplay it just it just makes the it just makes the graphics and the gameplay look that much more impressive and i know i, I know that this game is going to have some moments where it, it, it's going to be intense and the cool thing is um, this was this was news from way way back but i don't know how much i talked about it as much before but as far as the the body dismemberment, obviously that's a big thing with with Glenn Schofield. That's it's something huge that that you know part of Dead Space, but it's also going to be a really big deal here in Callisto Protocol. And they did that a lot differently this time around. And he was explaining that in an interview at one point where they now they have their own dedicated you know uh, you know motion tracking CG studio in in there for development, and they're able to capture this you know on site for all the movement and everything. And then for the actual body dismemberment and gore, they, they went through so much. They went through real gore. They went through all kinds of horror movies. They went through everything just to get it just right. So like you shoot, you shoot someone's arm off and that's going to be the same physics in the way that they're going to do it. You know, that's how it's going to be, you know, and it's, it's nuts the amount of detail that's going into this game. And, and, 
it sucks that we've already had to start giving our game of the year awards because I can't say Callisto Protocol since it's not out yet. But I don't know. We'll see. I'm gonna be fair, and and if there's anything wrong with it, you're gonna know. I'm I'm a tough critic. <laughs> if you've seen the Dead Space reviews, I will pick out the most minute, like little thing in there that uh, that dr- that even remotely drove me crazy, or that I'm like, oh well, this wasn't perfect. Like Dead Space Two, I kind of went on a whole rant about how there weren't uh, any like major boss fights, but then I gave Dead Space Three credit because I their boss fights were my favorite in the whole series. But then I had other complications with that game either way um i'll be fair so if callisto protocol has anything wrong i'll let you know but i have a feeling it looks it looks amazing and i I, it's my most anticipated game of the year so that's cool sam i love how you and i are just on the complete opposite spectrum you're like if there's any nitpick i'm gonna let you know and then with me with reviews i'm like i'm just glad it doesn't suck (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i get to read both of your reviews so that's real fun <laughs> oh, you get yeah, you get both into the spectrum. I get both into the spectrum for you guys. It's great. <laughs> That's funny though, uh, uh, Sam. Though you're you're saying how cool the marketing has been for for Callisto Protocol. Um, one thing I, I I I also had noticed is that in some of the IGN podcasts that are in my my weekly rotation, they've been mm-hmm. uh, promoting uh, a podcast, like an audio podcast oh, yeah. on That's right. Callisto Protocol. I think it's called like Helix Station or something like that. And it has um, some pretty notable act- actors in it. Um, I, I, the, the names escape me now, but uh, it's they, they play clips in it, and it sounds pretty well done. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they are really putting a lot of effort behind this this game. So, um, I'm I'm interested to see how how it performs like once it's actually like out in the wild and and released. They also put out a whole IGN also put out a whole YouTube series on um, the making of horror and how uh, and it's it's directly related to the to the Callisto protocol and how um, they brought in masters like from The Walking Dead and um, Rob Zombie and other and other people who have you know major horror cred come in and talk about how the Callisto protocol is redefining the, the realistic horror genre when it comes to video games. So if you guys get a chance to watch that it's on YouTube and it's been really fascinating to hear all of the nuances that come in from the different horror, uh, you know, geniuses of our time. So definitely check that one out. Get IGN putting that, uh, that ad money to work. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so jealous. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Come on, I know what's some of that. <laughs> um, okay, Sam, uh, is there anything else you want to uh, say about Callisto Protocol before you head out? I know, I know. Uh, oh, yeah, I do because I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta run. But the one thing I didn't say, um, which I always do, is I talk about what platforms you can get it on. Um, but both PlayStation Four and Five, Xbox One and Series XS. And it's also going to be available on PC. So I, I went on such a rant about how excited I am about it. I didn't get into uh, the important stuff that some of the <laughs> listeners might want to hear. So, um, but yeah, it's been great. Um, I do got to get, I do got to get running, got the uh, dinner date with the fiance. Um, but Hey, it, it's been great being part of the show and I'm looking forward to being back on next week. For sure. Thanks for, for coming on. And it, it was great having you and, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be sure to fill you in on on what we discuss later on the show. Have a good uh, dinner. Thank you, thank you. All right, okay. Now that he's gone, <laughs> now that he's gone, <laughs> now that he's gone. <laughs> 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 
hell is going to suck. <laughs> oh. Now that he's gone, I could be honest. Yeah. I think the game's going to suck. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. No. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm just as hyped as he is. Everything around it. Like, oh, we yeah. didn't even bring up the story that I wrote a couple weeks ago where they just openly admitted, like, oh, yeah, there's going to be a trophy for getting every kill in the game. And I'm like, oh, my that's a kill? weird thing to announce. <laughs> Every yeah, there's oh, gonna be a, a trophy to find every way you can die in the game. I'm like, that's oh, a weird oh thing God. to announce before the game comes out. <laughs> hey, why not? I like that idea. The devil in me has a trophy if you kill everybody accidentally, including the dog. So hey, why not? <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. So um, all right, well, okay, so that r- wraps up our weekly releases talk. Um, there is been a lot of other news has been dropping uh last few days i'm sure you guys have yeah, all seen the uh <laughs> the new super mario brothers trailer that came out i think it was yesterday now um it it, it premiered after a um during nintendo direct and uh yeah it we see a lot of stuff happening here i mean donkey kong is introduced uh fighting mario um and yeah, I mean, it, lots of stuff going on here. What did you guys like? What was your reaction to this? Let's 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 just kind of talk through it. What do you, y'all think of this new trailer? Um, I have to say, for one, visually, it's gorgeous. I mean, that's kind of what we saw during the first teaser trailer was that this thing was going to be absolutely beautiful. And mm-hmm. the second trailer definitely highlighted how bright and colorful it's going to be. The a wide array of characters that we're going to see. I love the fact that we are getting some dedicated time to Princess Peach because she's been there through this whole thing. And she's, you know, she started out as the princess in the castle that you got to go find. And she's developed in, into kind of a, a heroine of her own throughout the series. And so to see her not in a dress, which was awesome. I love her little, her little outfit. I think that's really cool. <laughs> and to have a weapon and to, you know, she looks like she's going to go out there and really kick some butt. And I, I think that I'm hoping that this is kind of a bridge into an evolution that we'll see in future games, because I think that this is, this is creating a foundation that could lead to some really cool stuff. And so I'm, I'm excited. I, Don't I, tell that to Sega. Uh, well, you know, Sega, oh. if you'd been cheaper when I was younger, I probably could have played you. So, I was just going to say, I didn't realize until today that uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is voicing uh, Peach either. That's She sounded great. Yep. And, yeah. And I, I thought that was, I, I, I will say the voice acting across the board blew me away and, and just kind of won me over. I think everyone there did a great job at least just from the trailer, you know, coming off this latest trailer. What do y'all think about that? that? Uh, you know, what's funny, actually, I I'm on board with the both of you. The one thing I, and I Thanks. hate, I hate being, I hate being with everyone else on the internet because he's been the punching bag, but knowing what I know about voice acting and mixing and all that, I watched the trailer. I'm like, everyone sounds great. And then as soon as Chris Pratt comes on, I'm like, you sound like you're not trying. <laughs> I wondered if, if they did something to his voice. To, to That's what I'm wondering, too. It's hard to tell with a trailer because that is very common to do with um, trailers is that they'll mix. They'll do weird mixing 
and uh, take a cut that's not used in the movie for the trailer. Mm. But if they did really did that for the here we go and the wahoo at the end, <laughs> if I'm Chris Pratt, I'm like, guys, what the heck? <laughs> like, you made me sound horrible. That was a that was a trash take. Yeah, it, it was a little under underplayed, I think, um, with the little woohoo <laughs> right at the end. <laughs> that, that I was like, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm with the two of you. Everyone else sounds great. Um, Charlie Day sounds great. Anna Taylor uh, Joy sounds great. Jack Black just continues to oh, yeah. sound impressive. Um, it's like, I think it's going to be a lot better than. I think we all anticipated because I remember when it was announced that Illumination was doing it, I was terrified because mm. I was like, all these guys do is they have a formula. They've had a formula since Despicable Me. It's a generic plot with a little minion character they have a bunch of so they can sell toys. I love but it though, man. It- I, I can't, I, 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 I'll, I'm guilty as charged. I, I love that. Stuff. I love the minions. <laughs> but this looks like they're kind of getting out of their. Yeah, it looks like they're getting out of their comfort zone with this. And it looks like Nintendo had a watchful eye over this production, um, which is probably for the best. I also am with you, Raven, where I do like the different direction they've taken Peach. And my thought process is that if this gets a Super Princess Peach 2, I'm cool. Because that game deserves a remake or a sequel. And let's go from there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I like that there's some small nods just to the, you know, the video games too. There's a, the one where, you know, Mario's walking across the bridge, the fish hits him in the face. That's, you know, the hopping across the bridge. In the they had game. freaking Swanky Kong in the <laughs> arena behind DK. Yeah. Okay. yeah, there's some deep cuts in here for, for you to unpack, right? I have to say, Alex, in defense of Illumination, they did do Sing 1 and 2. And they did the Lorax. <laughs> so those movies oh. were incredibly done and very, uh, you know, very bright, very beautiful, uh, very, I mean, oh, God, the kids love those those movies. Uh, my son absolutely adores Sing. So, I mean, they do have some good ones. I can ones. go with you on Sing. Yeah, they've got some good I can go with you ones. on Sing. I can't go with you on the Lorax. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think well, it's, it's cool, though, pretty. that how it... <laughs> Yes, that's a word. It's pretty. <laughs> Actually, they cut uh, one of just... the best songs out, unfortunately. So that's that's. Yes, they really they did. did. <laughs> they did. So <laughs> I just well, I'll never forget what before that movie came out. They were like the Lorax, sponsored by Chrysler. I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> which is exactly what Doctor Seuss would not be with at all. <laughs> that was my whole thing with that movie. I'm like, hang on a sec, time out here. <laughs> But so I'm kind of wondering, since they do do a lot of these and most of these are very musically based, are we going to, you know, have Chris Pratt singing at some point? I think they said they have. Really? Oh, God. I think they said there are musicals. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Oh, no. That would be funny. (laughs) Oh, no. I really have to watch it. It's either going to be. It's either going to be awesome or the internet and the memers are going to have a field day. Either way, we win. (laughs) I will absolutely write a post on the site if there's memes about this bad song. There will be for sure. Though the one thing that, I'll, I'll, that I think the 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 just the trailer showcases and and I really hope it continues to to play through, you know, is that it just it picks, you know, parts from 
major Sonic games and just kind of includes them throughout. You know, we saw the 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 Mario Kart stuff, the the Smash Brothers, and you know, nods from the original games as, as well. So I think it's doing a really cool job of of really just integrating all of that the the previous games and just the the Mario universe. It's seemingly kind of like in one uh, in one movie. So it's going to be interesting to see from a you know a plot line and everything else how that's all kind of integrated i'll be interested you know i guess yeah i guess that's the biggest question is like we they're showing snippets of all this stuff but you maybe got an hour 45 two hours 230 max because it's a kids movie like how are you going to integrate this all together and make it make sense yeah yeah i don't know um one thing i i, I did want to ask you both is that uh so you know the natural comparison to tomorrow the tomorrow movies obviously you know the sonic movies that have been uh released. Oh, i thought we were going to talk about 94 super mario oh, no <laughs> i don't think we need to do that <laughs> uh, that's for another podcast but um so one of the uh the notable things that i think uh sonic 2 uh did is it set the record for the biggest opening weekend for a video game adaptation uh, and at the time, grossing over seventy-one million, uh, so and it deserved every penny for sure. And I, you know, I, I thought it also just still opened at a at a weird time too. You know, where everyone's yeah. still kind of getting back into theaters post COVID. So um, I well, when when I reviewed it for the site, I kind of had that weird feeling where like I went during the day. I didn't go to a night screening. I went the day it came out during the afternoon when I knew nobody would be there. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't I don't blame you at that time either for sure. So I think that just mm-hmm. goes, you know, uh to show how you know popular the the movie was. So the question is, do you think when this Mario movie releases, do you think it has a shot at at beating that that record there? And uh that's oh, it will. you think so. Uh here's uh, so uh, for I guess this is I should have mentioned this whenever I was doing the about me, but I majored in film studies. Like I majored in film. And one of the elements that we had to study a lot in school was the business side of things. With Illumination's name and Universal's name on that Mario Brothers movie, that alone is probably going to get it six to seven hundred million uh, in itself. It sounds insane to say that, but that's how powerful of a brand the Despicable Me, Minions, and that whole franchise is. If they go from the studio of Despicable Me, parents might not know, know nothing about Mario, but they're going to take their kids to it. Yeah, oh, for sure. and yeah, and Sonic just didn't have that because Paramount, uh, who has done the Sonic movies, they haven't had a good, they haven't had a good last couple of years, literally until this year. This has been their best year in like ten years. Hmm. So I do think those factors play into it. Absolutely. And look, we're I know we're a Sega site, but let's be real, we know Mario is a bigger brand worldwide. <laughs> yes, I I would absolutely agree uh, with that. Yeah. So I I do think all of those factors are going to play into it. I really do. I I think in the U.S. it'll probably do around 100, 130. That would be my guess, unless if the movie absolutely sucks and word gets out early that it does. But if the word early is that it's good, it will get, I'd say, about 100 to 130. And probably worldwide, it'll probably do about 300. Wow. Which I think would get the record for both. Right, yeah. So I, right now, I mean, at least for for the video game uh, adaptation, seventy one million in the opening weekend is is what it has. To oh, be. it'll beat yeah, that. So uh, it'll beat that. 
Yeah, I was trying to look up. I don't have them in front of me, but I was just trying to look up some some numbers for for the more recent, uh, you know, big bigger movies like the Marvel uh, stuff, like what those were doing on, in the opening weekend, just to see kind of the trend of what some of the bigger releases are, are getting. But I don't have it in front of me. But no, I mean, I think Wakanda for I think Wakanda Forever did over a hundred. I know I Disney bombed their last movie. It just came out. Oh yeah, that, 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 that was it. Like yeah, uh, the, the, the strange worlds. Strange, Strange World. Yeah. Such a generic name. They bombed. Yeah. It looked interesting. Yeah, because they didn't market it at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I, I read. I like, people it. were like, I have no idea what this movie's about. I haven't even heard about it. And I was like, I think I've seen a couple of ads on like YouTube, I think. But And it's a it's one of those only available in theaters releases. It's not on, on yeah. Disney right now. Watch one that gets to Disney Plus. That's gonna do well. I could see it doing really I, well I, there for sure. I put money on it. I yeah, heard it was really I, boring I, I, though. I, was, I heard there was like a lot of storylines that they opened up and then didn't do anything with. So that was oh. like, yeah, that was the complaint of people who actually went inside was that it was, it was just, it was very generic and just kind of sat there. It's with, a sci-fi Errol Flynn movie. I know. That I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, cause I don't think anybody knows who Errol Flynn is anymore, you know? So Okay, well, now that's right. But then uh, that, and then I go, if you want to watch something Errol Flynn, go watch Up. Yeah. So, but no, no. <laughs> I'm not going to go watch Up. <laughs> no, I won't do that. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to watch Up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. It's a nice, it wholesome family movie. I've seen it once, and if what? you say her name, I will cry. So don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you want uh, no, Maybe that's it. To... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh no! I was just going to ask uh, if you guys had anything else that we wanted to say uh, about the, the the Mario trailer, the the movie overall before we before we move on to the next bit. I didn't actually get to see Sonic I... Two yet. Um, it's on my watch list, <laughs> but I, it's really good. I, I liked the first one. I mean, it, it was all right. It was predictable it's for me, better. and that was just kind of. Just you know, I get bored if I if I know what's going to happen by the by the first twenty minutes, I, I get bored with something. So um, okay, you're the my... perfect movie to sell the second movie. Yeah, on. that's yeah, my I problem. Uh, you got to keep me guessing. Ever watch the first? Don't ever even bother watching. It. I mean, if, if you've already watched it, I guess <laughs> I did. I watched it watch once, and I was like, yeah, movie. it's all right, you know. Um, but I yeah, the first but I. I joked in my review, the first movie was Are We There Yet? But with Sonic. The second oh, movie God. actually feels like a Sonic movie. God, I hated those movies. Like, they did yeah, two of those yeah. movies. Right. <laughs> right. But, but this one actually feels like a Sonic movie because it's basically like with Knuckles getting introduced and they have to bring in the Chaos right. Emeralds where it's like, oh, cool. Now this is a Sonic movie. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. But I think that even yeah. if, even if, uh, what was I gonna say with the Mario movie? I think it's it's even like a, a love hate relationship. Like people are gonna go see it even if they they hear bad reviews because they're gonna want to hate on it themselves. So they're gonna go see it. Oh, I they can hate that. on it, kind of thing. You know, I think it's gonna be one of those type of movies that I mean, maybe it will be really good, maybe it won't, but people are still gonna go see it just so they you know can kind of trophy you know I, I've seen it and this is what I think about it sort of thing. Um, so. I think that either way, it's going to make a ton of money. I, I'm not going to see it in theaters. I'll wait till it comes out because we just don't do the theaters. We have one here, and nobody's careful at all about masking or anything like that. So well, uh, we will wait until it comes on. out. I don't think you should be going out right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wear my beaver's jacket. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, but yeah, I do think that it's, I think it's going to, it's going to do really well, no matter what. It's just kind of one of those, unless it gets review bombed at the beginning, um, which we all know happens. So uh, we'll have to see. It's happening to Willow right now. And I'm so mad. No, no, no. Nobody gets to touch Willow. Yeah, we'll talk about yeah. we can talk about Willow later because <laughs> I would love to. I, I have a lot to talk about Willow if if we want to do that for sure. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I am not. I haven't watched the first. I was literally. Haven't watched, oh, I haven't watched it yet off. either. I haven't watched it yet either. <laughs> I still. I'm. I. I am a diehard Willow fan. I. Absolutely you're. You're the same stuff. age as me. I think so. We're right around yep. when it came out originally. Yeah. 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 So I have a. We we could discuss it later on. Uh, for sure. Um. <laughs> But let's jump into some some more news. And, you know, as a matter of fact, it's still about Sonic. Not about the Sonic movie, though. It's about (laughs) Sonic Frontiers, the new video game uh, that just was released by Sega. Um, So here's the news here, though, is that it appears that Sonic Frontiers is going to be the new cornerstone for future Sonic games. So uh, what does that mean? I guess it's basically what Sonic Adventure was to modern Sonic games. Uh, Sega has the idea that this Sonic Frontiers is going to be that for these uh, for the foreseeable future. Um, Good, I guess. So um, let me let me read you the the bit here. It says Sonic Team head Takashi Izuka spoke with Sector about the franchise moving forward. He compared Sonic Frontiers to the famed Sonic Adventure, which brought the Hedgehog into 3D during a pivotal time for the gaming industry. And he said, uh, just like Sonic Adventure, our goal for Sonic Frontiers was to create a game that would be the cornerstone of future Sonic games. He added, it is a brand new approach for the franchise, but we have been conscious to honor Sonic's roots as well. Uh, The game still needs to feel like a Sonic game. So, well, Alex, I think you're the perfect person right now to kind of talk about this. You just (laughs) did your 100% uh, review there. So what do you make of this? How do you you feel about this? this idea of, of sonic frontiers being the new cornerstone for for sonic games i'm not gonna lie when you said the news story i thought you were gonna mention the dlc they announced today like they literally announced today that oh, um, yeah free dlc free dlc is coming where there's gonna be new playable characters in a new story and they showed the images of tails knuckles and amy and i'm like don't you all do this don't you all do this and not give me this we've waited for so long for this <laughs> for these three to be playable again don't you rob us of this but um, as for the cornerstone of the franchise, that was something I kind of harped on a lot in my review is that Frontiers feels like a foundation in a good way. It feels like a foundation for the future of the franchise. It felt like it was them experimenting with ideas, concepts, the engine, um, all of that to figure out how they can make this better the next time around. And even so, it still came out as a good game, I argue. There's some really good ideas that they play with it. Is there stuff that needs to be fixed? Yes, absolutely. Um, level design, the sparse level design being one of them. But I do think it's setting a nice foundation for the games moving forward. And now that they have a feel for the technology, yeah, they can go bigger next time. Uh, the game I kept comparing it to is um, I kept getting the same feeling that I did when I played the single player campaign of Halo Infinite, where that was another game. Yeah, that's a good, that's a was, good comparison for sure. Right. Yeah. It was another game that had the pseudo open world field. It was kind of smaller in scale. The level design wasn't as varied as you like, but you could also get a sense. This is the developers trying to figure out how they want to do this. And even so they still made a fun game. So with frontiers, 
if they're planning to make this the cornerstone and just branch off from it and take the constructive criticism that's been uh, lobbied at Sonic Frontiers, good and bad, and make a bigger and better game, I'm all for it. I will say, though, um, I kind of hinted at this in the review, but I didn't want to get too spoilery with it. Um, I do think the story and what it does, if there's any time to do a Sonic Adventure 3, it's probably after this. Ooh, okay. What? I don't know if can you can you say why without it being spoilery? It ties back to adventure a lot, story wise gotcha. and lore wise. Didn't they take That's, actually uh, screens is... from like uh, the the ending of Sonic Ad- Adventure Two and and actually use no. it in there? Because I thought there was a, a whole thing where people were dissecting that on Twitter, where there was like a screen of of tails that that was used or something. I don't know. Maybe I. No, but I, <laughs> I, I gotta be real careful here. Okay. <laughs> um, they, I, the lore ties heavily back to the first Sonic Adventure. Gotcha. Okay. A lot of what the game establishes ties heavily back to the first Sonic Adventure. And now it makes me look back as silly at points as the story of adventure can get. What Frontiers does is make me go, now nah, we got some unanswered questions now back there. We better go, like, you guys gotta go mop this up. Yeah, um, and, and so that's the thing, though, too. Uh, do you think w- if if this is kind of the foundation of of the Sonic Frontiers uh, or the Sonic you know games, there are that you 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 mentioned like some technical issues that they're going to have to address. Like if this series yeah. is going to continue to progress, do you think with uh, they have like a, a new Sonic engine, right? That they're using with this is that they developed. They did not for this game. Okay, they didn't. So this was so they used Unreal. They used Unreal Engine for this one. So that's good, I, I think, for you know, for the for the future of the franchise moving forward. I think yes, maybe they 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 should be able to address a lot of the you know because I just started playing the game myself. I'm not too far into it, uh, so I definitely don't want to delve into the spoiler territory, but. Uh, I, you know, the big thing I kept hearing about is like the pop in uh, that you you see throughout. And I was playing it on. Granted, it was it's my old school Xbox one, but it's just so noticeable. And, you know, there's other games from the Xbox one era that are nowhere near as bad as that. And and so I'm wondering if, if those are some things that they'll be able to, to tweak and just address and, and completely not completely fix, but, you know, you know, ad- address it at, at least and, and continue to improve upon it. I can speak to this for the with that. Um, I played on the PS5, and I played in performance mode that puts the game at 60 frames per second. I'm going to be 100% uh, honest. I really did not notice it with that on. Okay. And I do get the feel. I do have a... I'm sure Sega would never say it, but I have a feeling this was developed with the idea of being next-gen only and that the PS4, Xbox One were kind of an afterthought, if that makes sense. What would you even call the Switch version at this point, then? <laughs> I have no clue, because I have, I have heard, like, I have heard a plethora of things about it. I've heard people that have had a great experience with it, and I've had people that had, like, it just, everything is going wrong. I When it comes to Sonic games, I don't know what the heck to think about with the Switch. Like, <laughs> if, if you want to get it on there, Godspeed. Yeah, that, it, it might be one of those things where the, you know, I, I think you're right. They do need to completely move forward with the next gen platforms. I think that would do yes. a lot for addressing those things. And maybe if they want to, 
you know, put something on the switch. Maybe it's just a, a, a smaller scale version of it or just do something else completely, but just, just down res it. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I, I definitely think that they, they need to, to move forward and, and, and take advantage of this stronger hardware that's out there because the digital foundry uh, breakdown, I don't know if you saw that, but they did an excellent I job. Did. Um, yeah, they were basically saying the only, you know, the best way obviously to play it, but the, the, the real way that you want to experience this game is in that, you know, uh, performance mode that is only, I think available on the, the PS5 and the, the series X right now. Yes. The series X just went live yesterday. And are they, they, so are, are they going to have some version of it for the S I, you know what? I tried looking into that and I couldn't find any information. Okay. Um, I did try. So when I typed up the review, actually, that was a reason it was a day late to you guys is that I was trying to figure that out. Yeah. And I tried to get in contact with some people I know at Microsoft. And uh, I'm sure because of the holidays, they probably said piss off. But <laughs> yeah, like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. My guess knowing Microsoft and because they want the S to be close to the X for people, my guess would be probably. Um. I don't know if it went live yesterday. I know for sure it did on the X. Okay. I will, I will go around. I'll go sniffing around after we're done here and see if the S got it too. Cool. Yeah, I know that 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 would be interesting to uh, to see. I would like to see that. But um, yeah, uh, you but did yeah. mention the uh, the the update that that Sega put out today about the 2023 content roadmap. Um, I yep. think we should just kind of break it down a little bit before we move on. So um, in update one, there's going to be a a jukebox. Uh, feature added a photo mode and a new new challenge modes. So, oh boy, yeah. <laughs> what do you make of that? Um, cool. Right. <laughs> I'm not like I know there's some people who love photo mode. I I get it. I do. It is fun to get some fun photos. I did it in Halo. Chris, I remember when we when I started playing Halo last year. I was sending you clip after oh, yeah. clip <laughs> of um of just being in the single player and having my vehicle drops just hit soldiers right around me it's, without them noticing. So fun. Um, but I mean, if you like photo mode, cool. The jukebox thing, that's great because frontier soundtrack is great. I'd rather have it on my Apple music so I can lift to it. Yeah. If I'm being blunt. <laughs> <laughs> so um, as, as for the third thing, the challenge maps, I do like that. I do like the challenge maps. Um, I think all the levels in frontiers in terms of like getting the four, uh, getting the four keys and getting an extra four for completing all four of them. I thought those were fun. I really did. Yeah, no, that, that, that's cool. I, I would love to see if they can achieve like the level, uh, in the photo mode, just a level of, of options that you get in something like, uh, um, horizon or something. It's just, that was some of the most fun things is just, taking photos and and you know just it's great stuff so i would love to see that i think there's oh, some cool. fun options or some fun uh you know just opportunities there to, to do some silly stuff with so that would be fun um but and raven uh raven just found out yes it is uh that's it that performance mode for 60 frames per second is for the x and s good fine raven Ooh, okay well so the s is gonna get it nice nice okay well, I bought it the physical version, so I only and I have my S. So I'm going to keep playing it on. Man, once that drops, though, I'm just going to buy the digital version and then and, and be able to. That way, I could see from uh you know from performance standpoint the difference there. But uh, oh, dude, it's night and day. Yeah. Okay. It. I I started the game in 30, and I I felt gypped. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I know. Because I. 
Because I'd watch footage, I'm like, no, this is 60. Uh, oh, something's wrong here. I and I, I I looked it up, and they're like, yeah, you got to go in the options and turn it on. And as soon as I did, I was like, yeah, this feels like the game they've been marketing. Yeah, no, that that's going to be good. I, I will like to jump into that and just see that better experience there. Um, real quickly, I will say an update two that's going to be coming along, and I don't think they they necessarily gave a timeline for for this in, in terms of like yeah. you know a month or when these are going to be coming. So we don't know that yet, but um, they're going to have something related to Sonic's birthday in there. Um, I don't know what that's necessarily going to be. Um, and then we'll have open zone challenge and some new cocoa. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> what like Sonic's I, birthday? Like, I wonder if, when is Sonic's birthday? Isn't it in June? That's what I thought. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, it is head. in June. Um, and so maybe I wonder oh, wow. if that's we, a, a. Oh wow, we ain't getting that. We ain't getting the other playable characters till next yeah. December. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say is like, is this maybe a, an it. idea when it's gonna drop? But yeah, if that's the case, it's gonna be. Yeah, that update three is gonna be Shoot. real late real late oh well at least it's free yeah that's what i was going to say though too is they did follow up uh a tweet there that it's going to be free so that's cool i love to see this kind of uh this kind of dlc and and honestly a lot of this stuff should just be included in the regular game anyway like photo mode jukebox mode new coco mode sonic birthday mode is what you see in all games these days yeah, I guess I guess I didn't get mad about it because I'm like, there's enough here at launch. Now, to if they were trying to sell satisfied. this stuff to us, like for two, yeah, then I'd be like, nah, yeah. screw you. Right, yeah. yeah, so no, I think they, uh, they, they at least this is good stuff. It it it's going to keep people playing the game. It's going to keep people buying yep. the game throughout the year, um, and it's free, so you'll be able to pick it up as you go. And yeah, you you do see tails, uh, you know, knuckles and Amy there. It would be awesome if they're playable. So was- yeah, make all. Th- if you're gonna do a new story, you can just make all three playable. Like, just go give for it. Give the people what they want, you- Sega. For yes, once in your life, had. Well, they're starting to. They're, we're making it. We're <laughs> they're making learning. progress. Yeah, I'll, I'll give. Them yeah, that. they're learning. Them they're learning. Mm-hmm. I they they. I mean, I don't know. It's weird. Like with Sonic, they're learning. With Yakuza, they've been treating us very nicely. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah, <laughs> just some of yeah. them. It's like, you can't get enough Yakuza. We're going to throw it all at you, so. Yeah. No, that's great. Um, So, yeah, that I think that's going to wrap up our, our, our news segment uh, this week. Uh, yeah, it's, who who would who'd be surprised between we're, we're, we're talking Sonic and Mario, you know, it's, after all these years, <laughs> we're still talking about the, the two of them. Um. And that's why they the goats. Right. Yeah. They deserve it. Right. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, so I think we could jump into kind of what we've been watching and, and uh, what we've been playing. Um, Alex, since you're the, the new guy here, we'll let you go first. What you've been watching and playing lately. Um. So uh, for most people that know me, um, I'm very into anime uh, and all that stuff. So I have been watching Chainsaw Man, which has been utterly fantastic. I also read the manga and I know all the pain that's coming. Um, So if you're watching it for the first time, buckle up (laughs) as for, as for what I've been playing. um, I been 
So I like to 100% complete games. I like to 100% get trophies and achievements. And whenever an anime game comes out on the Xbox, I know I maybe got a week before the servers die. So I've been playing the JoJo uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R. I've been trying to get the online trophy so that way I can take the rest of it with these. And uh, yeah, it's not been going well. <laughs> I have been getting... I have been getting my butt handed to me by every JoJo bro you can imagine, and I don't know what to do. There's nothing I can do about it, but it's at least getting me closer to the uh, get 100 matches achievement. So just get that, and I don't have to get my butt kicked on online anymore. I can do it. You got it. I hope. (laughs) (laughs) What else? You got, uh, you been uh, watching anything? You want to talk about? Uh, I so I'm I'm starting Willow tonight. Okay. I do want to start. Let's just Willow get into it. All right, all right. Let's <laughs> just do it. I know I'm. We're I know I'm the one here, but I watched. Um, my dad was huge on Jen Henson. Okay. My dad and my grandpa were huge. Good on Jen men Henson, so. already. I like. Yes, yes. Even, yeah. So so even though I was a '90s kid, they grew me up on all the Henson stuff, and Willow was one of those projects, one of those movies that they grew me up on. Okay. So I've been really excited for this series for a while. Now, as I mentioned before, um, that crowd, you can take it as that will, is already trying to review bomb it because apparently uh, there is an LGBT relationship prominent in the show. But from what I've read from actual intelligent critics, it's handled really, really well. And it's probably the best one that Disney's done in years. So I'm really excited to watch it because... All the reviews, once again, from people that actually know what they're talking about, have been very, very good. That's good to hear. That 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 warms my heart a little bit. And I I, I heard that it was good, uh, and and it it just was a, a good kind of family show that you can watch with your kids. And really, that's what yes. really was all about. Always, right? It was a family right, adventure yeah. fantasy film, you know. And with House of Dragon and uh, that new uh, well, Ring of, Rings of Power being so dour and serious, it's like, isn't it nice and refreshing to have one that's not going to try to kill everyone in the first 10 minutes? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's a good change of pace. Um, and I think it's a good just show that you'll be able to just watch and, and relax, uh, you know, with your family and, and everything. Um, no, I, I also wanted to say, if, if you guys are, are interested, um, Chris Baker, who... Uh, he works over at uh, Zen Studios. Uh, he just, him and his friend uh, just launched a Willow podcast called Willow Talk. Um, <laughs> nice. And they were, they were at LucasArts together back in the day. So um, they have kind of an interesting perspective, but these guys are mega fans of Willow and they know a, a lot about it. And they have uh, just a lot of interesting stuff to say. They released their first episode this week. Uh, I think it was yesterday, and I haven't gotten all the way through it yet, but it is a lot of fun. Uh, they 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 talk about uh, the movie, obviously, uh, the the video games, the the NES uh, video game. Oh my god, I forgot uh, about the video game. Yeah, and you know what they they brought a good point up, and when they were discussing it, because I played that game a lot as a kid. I got it for 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 Christmas one year, I think. Um, was that an LJN title? Um. It could have been, but I, that feels like something they would have done. I have to. We have to look it up. Uh, but I'm doing it right now. The one thing that I'm curious that he I can't remember which one. Of, I think it may have been Chris said though. Uh, 
and he, I think he had a really good point is the Willow game feels like what would what what could have been a sequel to to Zelda 2 like a natural kind of like an almost an in between uh the the original Legend of Zelda and then you know that much different game that we got in Zelda Oh whoa it was Capcom Yeah the- yeah that's right it was Capcom uh what the hell <laughs> And in fact, I th- wait, I think because um, they th- there was also a Willow arcade game. Um, and so I. I, I yeah, wanna, there was. Uh, I don't. It, that was also Capcom. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't <laughs> know if they they did both. Uh, but I will say the Willow arcade game is a lot of fun. I've played it a few times at conventions over the years. It's the only time I've been able to see an actual cabinet because it wasn't released in, in the U.S. I want, want to say it was Japanese only, which is really weird, right? <laughs> like, um how did this one happen? I don't know, but it's awesome. And it, it looks great. It's got great pixel graphics. This one's more of like a, uh, how would you describe it? It's more of a, like a side-scrolling, like, platformer. Yeah, it looks like it. Uh, yeah, it looks like a side-scrolling adventure game. What yeah, the, and just, okay. It's, it's, it, I think that one captures the the feel and, and kind of look of, I guess, the willow universe in my mind better than the the nes version did at the time um but i I do remember like being a little frustrated with the nes game not enjoying it incredibly much i did play it uh and got decently far in it but i don't think i ever ever completed it um there was some weird movie based nes games back then there was that one and then uh that that robin hood Hood that that was a that was a strange you know So it's funny, like for me, like I got into a lot of like the late 80s, early 90s culture from like YouTubers I watched when I turned in when I was a teenager, like because I grew up like, you know, gaming in the late aughts, YouTube became a prevalent part of that culture. Right. So that got me down the rabbit hole of becoming like loving video game history and the weird intricacies of it. And yeah, the amount of movie tie-in games. Good, <laughs> good grief! You all got hit every week with. Oh that. yeah, it was it was. Uh, you know, we were kind of, I think, the the one of the f- first generations of of kids that just got like bombarded with marketing. Uh, you yeah. for you know you turn on Saturday morning cartoons and that's where they would hit you with everything. And I remember you know just seeing a commercial and freaking out and yell, run into my mom and be like, Oh my God, there's a new Ninja turtle set or whatever, whatever it was. And <laughs> man, uh, they, they did it. And, and those video games were, man, they were, it was like crack, you know, like you, you there's a new movie, you saw it, you got to get the video game. Um, but yeah, the, the Willow game was, uh, certainly something else. And, uh, and they, they touch on that, um, in the podcast. So I definitely suggest checking that out. If, if you are a Willow fan, um, but cool. I, I will say, uh, oh, and another interesting thing. Do you know that that Warwick Davis, uh, obviously, who's the star uh, of Willow, uh, do you know he was only like 15 or 16 when he filmed the, the, the original movie? Yeah, yeah. that is yeah, amazing. Yeah. I did. I, yeah, it was like one of his first roles. Wow. Yeah, I just it's he, he, he's like he, his character has got to be like what at least like in his mid 20s or late in, in 30s. He's got like a seven or eight year old kid in there. Uh, but it's just great. Mm-hmm. And I think it just goes to show how awesome Warwick Davis is, you, you, even at such a young age, to be able to carry a film like that. Uh, he's just got such a a, a, a a huge personality, you know, and and he's so great that I think 
he did fantastic. And I think that that just really impressed me uh, to think that as a, like a 16 year old kid that he, he could perform so well and take on that kind of that character and, and just bring bring that character to life like he did in, in Willow. I think it was excellent. Yeah, no, I agree with that. It's one of those things where he's always been an actor that you put him in anything. Um, he he will deliver. He's a great character actor. And it is kind of a shame that back in the day when Willow bombed, I was looking at this up the other night, like a lot of the reviews blamed him. And you watch the movie, it's like, he's not the problem what? here. Were, like, were they saying that he wasn't an established star? Maybe I could see maybe that. Yeah, that, yeah pretty okay, much. Yeah. And that people weren't ready for like a little person to lead a movie. I'm like, oh, well, that's man, screw you. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. But you know, like I, I, it, I will, I'm, I'm just so happy that this is getting a series. Cause I never would have thought in a million years, this would ever be made into a new series. Uh, like apparently that. the crew didn't need <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like the uh, the the showrunner uh, Jonathan Kasdan. I was reading an interview with him last night. He just randomly pitched it to Lucas Arts, and uh, he didn't think. I'm sorry, not Lucas Arts, Lucas Films. Mm-hmm. And he did the pitch, and when he walked out, he's like, "Yeah, I don't think they're gonna do it." And then they called him back, like, "Yeah, we want to do it." He's like, "Uh, okay." Let me ask you. And then he got, and then he got told about Disney Plus, and he's like, "Ah, yeah, that explains <laughs> it." Yeah, they need that that content, you know. So we yep. should have pitched a movie. You know, Sam pr- could have probably got his uh, horror movie green lit on Disney Plus if he had pitched it earlier. Um, well, not horror. It could have been <laughs> a horror comedy. You know, we could tone it down Hulu. a little bit. Hulu, yeah. he could have gone yeah, to. Hulu, but, he could have gone to. Yeah, well, we'd have to to to, to comedy it up a bit and tone it down. Um, maybe yeah. maybe less on the murder mystery, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> um. But, uh, man, oh, I was going to say and ask you guys, uh, if they were to make a Willow video game now based on the series, how would you envision that? And and what kind of game would you want to see? Open it up. Open it up. First person comes (laughs) with a good idea. Bring it to me. (laughs) Okay, so for me, uh, it's kind of Dungeons and Dragons sort of style. Uh, the way okay. that right. I mean, that's I have. Of course, we haven't watched it yet, but Willow always kind of reminded me of a really great Dungeons and Dragons campaign. And mm. uh, Wizards of the Coast has done some really great work with their uh, video games. Not that many people actually even realize that there are video games based on Dungeons and Dragons, but there is. Um, <laughs> Neverwinter is one of them. Uh, there's Daggerdale is another, uh, Neverwinter is actually an online game and, uh, it's, it's really easy to get very lost in that game. And it, it embodies a lot of different styles. Like there is, for example, you're, when you go into one of the towns, they have a tavern and you go into that tavern and there's a game that you can literally get sucked into the board game and you have to play your way through the board game in order to get out. Uh, it's a whole quest line. It's actually a lot of fun. Um, and so I could see them doing something long-lasting like Dragon uh, Dragon Age Inquisition or uh, Dungeons Dragons or something along that form where you get to, you know, pick your, you'd probably, I would imagine go as Willow as the main character and then develop your party around that um, because we've seen that there's several different characters that are helping him on this quest. I would hope that maybe you'd be able to branch off and play as the other characters. Cause I believe in a more immersive, um, expansive world. And, but that's kind of what I could see done and you could build upon their adventures. 
It could be something that gets constant updates with, with content and things like that. I would not recommend handing it to Wizards of the Coast, just saying. But I could see that format <laughs> fitting their uh, fitting Willow and his crew in, and how they go through their adventures. Because I don't think that we're going to be, I hope, we're not going to be done with them when we get through this series. I don't know if this is the first season or if this is a complete story that they're planning to tell. But it's always felt like it's a world that has a ton of stuff to do and a ton of stories to tell. So, you know, why not do more with it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, Alex, what do you got? Spitballing. (laughs) Would it be lazy to say telltale? Um, (laughs) Episodic. I I could get that. Yeah. this this feels like something that if Telltale got their hands on, they would do a really good job with. Um, it kind of reminds me a lot of like, I don't know, like when they got The Wolf Among Us and I'd, be, I'd read that comic. I'd read all fables when they got The Wolf Among mm-hmm. Us. And I was like, I don't know what you can really add to this. And I remember they, they explicitly didn't say what it was until the game came out and they realized it was a prequel. I was like, oh, now you have something. Right. So they're really good at doing that. They're really good at taking a narrative approach that you wouldn't uh, expect. Like uh, when they did Batman, their whole angle with Batman was, what if Bruce found out his parents were not very good people? And I could see them doing something really interesting with this world too. So yeah, that would be, yeah. I dig it. I dig it. Let me pitch one to you though. Uh, what about a, a Willow Kart Racer developed by Sumo Digital? Oh dear God! Imagine you could be you could you and no, Willow. It, he, it would be awesome. He rides a little but... little sled down the. That's what his his cart is a little sled that he rides down the mountain. And it, there's got to be supercar, he rolls on into a ball, a giant. He rolls it into a giant snowball and just crushes everything in his path. I love. It. I hate I, that I I hate that I know I play this. Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> Oh man! I bought Garfield Kart for a dollar. <laughs> you could probably buy this game for a dollar within weeks of release, though, too. So you, that's my yeah. point. Yeah, I do it. Pitch it to uh, Humble fun. Games, and it can be part of their Humble Bundle, right? Yeah. <laughs> it goes to charity. I mean, Disney doesn't need the revenue, so why not? Let's give it to charity. No, not at all. Someone could make a flash <laughs> game of it or something, and and make it probably pretty cheap. So if if, if hey, if anyone listening. If you know of a Willow Kart Racer, let us know. Or any other Willow games out there for that matter. I would love to take a take a deeper dive into it. I don't I don't know if if it's just the Willow NES and the Willow Arcade game. There might be some other obscure stuff out there, like a Willow board game video game or something like that. So I actually am looking at Wikipedia right now. The only other thing I'm really seeing that got stuff in the Willow universe is books. I I do own the first book. Uh, I think Chris Claremont. actually wrote those books too so that yeah, is correct yeah. so there's some uh so some there's some power you know behind this this franchise you know there's a lot of talent yeah. and uh i you know I, I just am so excited you know overall uh, that you know this willow series is uh coming so i think it'll be great let's let's watch it all this week and then you know next week's show we'll have uh, a lot more to talk maybe we'll just do a willow we can't call it Willow Talk. God dang it. They have it already. <laughs> Whoa, what if we call it? 10, 15 minute recap. We could call it the Willow Talk Talk. We'll talk about the Willow Talk podcast and what they did, and we'll react to that. So we're chatty we'll branches. 
Right. Yeah. It, it's only episode one out, right? If I remember correctly. I think they're, are they dropping it weekly? Yeah, I think oh, they are. Oh, good. Thank God. This, yeah i can't no, do that I can't, they do it all at once because if i have to do it every single week i don't have time sometimes to do that so i can i, I can eck out like you know a oh, chunk and be able to watch better, it all at once it's way better for me in this way uh, i think it's more fun though too because you get the conversation for a long duration of time like yes, we'll be able to yeah. now talk about every episode each week, rather than if they dumped it all then we'd have to feel like this weird where we couldn't talk about like the spoiler stuff so we have to just kind of talk about the overall, <laughs> it, i don't know i think this is great for us they, great for content. oh god we used to do that they with game of the thrones first two episodes <laughs> okay first two episodes that's that's okay. fair that's good that gives a little bit more yeah. to chew on we'll get a better idea of of really kind of where the direction of the show is going to go um ah, man there's so much i got to do tonight but i gotta stay up late and watch both of these i'm, I'm gonna have to i i'm so excited <laughs> i'm gonna have to split them up because i gotta i gotta watch chainsaw man still too uh, and spy family damn i'm so way behind much to do. oh so much to i do. started watching that that's a, such a fun anime i love that anime it's so much fun spy family yes <laughs> Oh, it's 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 serotonin. I love week. it. It's it is. I got turned off of it because of all the pervs and the creeps that were creeping on the little girl, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, but now they're all watching Bleach, so we're good. Oh, hey, I like Bleach. I'm watching Bleach too. <laughs> no, I know, I know, but it's just it, it's it's the people that are like, we only watch the top three, we only watch the big three, and I'm like, you know, there's other anime that exists. Uh-huh. I like these too, but. Wallflower. Y'all can watch the wallflower. You want a weird one? Watch the wallflower. It's fun, but it's oh, weird. About that. <laughs> I just started. Um, I was laughing. I was sick, and I started. Uh, Akame got kill, and I put oh. it on Twitter, and everyone's like, "Oh, have fun!" <laughs> on my watch list. I know that's what everyone's told me too. Have fun, and I'm like, "Thanks." Why don't you all go watch Your Lies in April? Okay, you have fun too. <laughs> I'll say, Alicia, why don't you uh, just go ahead and and keep rolling and and tell us what else you've been watching and playing. Because we started there. Let's just keep it going. Uh, So actually, I've been watching. I'm on the last episode of Lucifer. Finally. I have been working through this thing for like six months. No joke. So the problem is, is that my little one, he has sleep issues. And so he doesn't go to sleep a lot of times until like 11 o'clock at night. And so that means mom doesn't get any time to watch unless I want to be in bed at like two or three or mm-hmm. something like that. Right. So every once in a while he gets, he goes to sleep at like nine and that means I can sneak in a couple of episodes here and there. So <laughs> I'm finally on the last episode of Lucifer and I'm pissed cause I'm pretty sure they're going to kill him. And so, yeah, I I've enjoyed that a lot. And after that, I'm hoping to pick up Sandman because they're in the same universe and they're done by the same guy and it's awesome. So I'm looking forward to that. So, (laughs) and then, uh, we finished up dancing with the stars and this was kind of a big season for me personally, because they had, uh, Selma Blair on there and she, uh, came out a few years ago and said that she had MS and we also had uh, right. we also had uh, Daniel. Oh crap! What was his name? Uh, he was in Coda. He won the Academy Award actually. Oh, the, for that. Um, the deaf guy. Yeah, yeah. So we had yeah. two. Yeah, yeah. We had big representation in this season when it came to uh, disabilities, and um, he actually made it almost to the semifinals, and then they kicked him off in favor. Daniel Duran. Yeah, they kicked him off in favor is, of somebody is else. That it? Okay. 
And it just, it, it just killed me because for him to perform was really difficult. He can't hear. He's, he's completely deaf. And so the only way that he was able to dance was by feeling the vibrations of the beat through the floor in his feet. And then he had a really great partner as well who helped him, you know, through these different things. But their second to their last dance, they actually did a spot where they turned off the music through half of it. And they just danced. And everybody else had to experience (laughs) what it was like for him. And it was astounding to to experience that. Because I've actually worked with deaf people. um, And unfortunately, in my family, hearing loss is something that we all experience. So I'm terrified that it's going to happen, but it's a possibility for, for my family. So... The idea of of losing music to me is absolutely terrifying. It's like literally my lifeblood. I don't know what I would do without music. And so for him to show what it was like to do that was incredibly empowering and just absolutely amazing. And then you had Selma, who has MS. She got diagnosed with MS about four years ago, and it took her down. That's why we haven't seen her. If you remember her, she was in Cruel Intentions. Um, she's been in a, a number of, of movies, and then she kind of dropped off the radar. And it was because of this. And there are days that she is unable to walk um, because of it. She is, It's extremely debilitating. And she shakes, and it's really hard for her to control her muscles. And, and so imagine attempting to learn ballroom and Latin dancing every single week with your body not in your control. Now, I have been going through some things, and we're pretty sure that I have um, what's called neurological tremors. And it causes me to have uncontrollable shakes where my body literally feels like it's having many earthquakes. And at that point in time, I can't hold anything. If I hold something, I will drop it. Um, I, at times, I can't walk. It's, it's extremely difficult to go through. And so to have someone up there every week go through that, and she... She had to bow out because it, it became apparent that it was affecting her health in a very bad way. She was pushing herself to a limit that was not healthy for her, and it could cause massive repercussions later on down the line. So she had, she had to bow out of the competition. But to watch her every single week go through that and the, the amount of, of power that she gave to all of us was just astounding. And so I didn't care who won. I know it was Charlie D'Amelio. I don't care who won. What what really won the day for me was the fact that we gave the spotlight to two people who get underrepresented every single day. And you watch them do incredible things and they touch the lives of ever, everyone that was watching. And I I just it was it was amazing. And so if you don't do, if you don't, even if you don't like Dancing with the Stars, at least look up Daniel and Selma's dances because they were amazing um, to watch. And no, they weren't technically perfect, um, but they were creative and they were beautiful and they put in 10 times more work than anybody else just to make it onto that dance floor every single week. And so it was, it was really incredible to have that, those examples. And I, I honestly think that we need to see more of that. I mean, CODA was astounding because of the fact that it was some of the first times that we had seen a deaf person cast in a deaf role. Um, and then he won the Academy Award for it, which it was well-deserved. He should have. So, you know, I think it's when we talk about diversity, we tend to talk about including 
um, you know, trans and gay and black and, and Asian and all that kind of stuff. And we tend to forget about the disabilities and, and how much we are not recognized. And that's, so that's why it's a big deal for me in the, in the gaming industry too, to constantly look at that. What kind of accessibility features are these games offering us? Because we want to play too. Um, but sure, we don't necessarily, important. I mean, that's, that's yeah. absolutely yep. important for hundred <clears throat> percent. We don't always have the things that everyone else does. I mean, I'm not kidding. It's really hard. Some days I can't hold my controller. Um, so it would be really nice to have one of those. Uh, there's been some developments when it comes to accessibility controllers and stuff, and it would be nice to invest in one of those eventually. So, um, so yeah, that's just kind of, there's my little spiel, but, <laughs> no, that's awesome. but it's, it, yeah, it was, it was incredible. So that's what have I've been you, up to. Uh, have you been, have you been playing anything you want to update us on? <laughs> uh, so I started a little bit ago, the cult, uh, how do you enjoy the cult? A couple weeks ago, I actually played it on stream as part of our indie showcase, and um, I'm addicted to that game. Uh, it's it's ridiculously stupid, and I mean that in a good way because I've actually oh, yeah. I've actually oh, yeah. had a, you know a few back and forths with the developers and stuff. But it is it's very simple once you get the the basics down, and you get to pick like what you want your cult to be about so the cult that we picked for mega visions is weird the cult of the worm um and, <laughs> and the cult that i did uh on my own uh were were santa claus we worship santa claus so <laughs> <laughs> so i have little did you, <laughs> did you play cult of the lamb at all i Raven? didn't no i read your review oh, though so Actually, i the- loved it <laughs> Yeah, did any did anyone else on the team play it yet? Because that it sounds like that's right up your alley. Um, I think this is really seriously laid back. It's much more sim related than anything. Um, gotcha. Okay. As far yeah. as that goes, but it's like like I have to make sure that uh that like they they have requests that come in, and one of them was like they want a maggot pit because it's rejuvenating. And so I have to like do all the research so that I can build one of those things. And when you go past it, it makes this squishy noise in your headphones. And it's like, oh, this is so gross. But there's this little person sitting in there with its little elf hat, totally happy and content that it's in this pit of maggots. And I'm like, oh my God, this thing's just so nuts. And you have to keep people from finding out about you because the police will come and shut you down if you're not careful. And it's like, <laughs> they'll rate you. And, and then there's like things that'll happen in town. Like there was a meteor that fell. And then I couldn't send out any of my elves on quest for like 48 hours, which meant that they're like all sitting there just really bored. It was like, oh God. What is this called? It's called Honey, I Joined a Cult. Okay. I'm, I'm, just, I'm mad. It that is just list. absolutely, I am. I, I spent told, the you know, I was up like, I was like, up. Till like four o'clock in the morning playing it. I'm like, I need to go to bed. I need to go to bed. <laughs> so Oh, it's Team 17. Yes, Hell yeah. I'm yes. It is so much fun. And it's it's seriously laid back. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they made a mobile edition because it would be perfect as an idle game. It really would. Um, so there's certain things that you could set up in advance. You could schedule them. You can schedule your elves to do different things, and then they just do them. You don't really have to do anything about it. And so it's it, it could. It could be a great idle oh, little game, like but cool. it's yeah, it, it's stupidly addicting, and um, 
I, I'm like, how many other cults could I possibly make? And then like, if you, when you open the sanctuary, the, the, uh, the cult leader's sanctum, then you get to pick like what your cult is. So you can pick ones that are like, you can make it super evil or you can make it about, uh, there's, there's, uh, one that's like robot overlords are going to take over, or you could have one where it's love and peace and happiness and hippie child and all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> it's, it's just it is it's a lot of fun it's kid friendly for the most part i haven't really seen anything that's uh that you have to worry about your little ones you know nothing like that it's just it's relaxing and silly and and i need more gummy bears because i sacrificed all my gummy bears while i was playing it anyway (laughs) oh no i ate Um, them all (laughs) oh i have i have a game i need to talk about really quickly because uh vgny soft they are releasing a ton of stuff these days and it seems like every new release they send my way but it's it's happening uh, at an increasing rate it seems like so they got a new one that's just out now called stellar interface on the nintendo switch and i'll tell you all about it it's kind of interesting sounds like so it says what do you get when you combine a roguelike with bullet hell a game over screen most likely You'll be seeing a lot of those in Stellar Interface as you fly through randomized galaxies and collect randomized power-ups, making each journey a unique experience. And so it features over 100 perks to mix and match uh, to optimize builds. There's over 100 missions, different spaceships for different play styles. There's a big roster of bosses. Um, and oh yeah, there's the uh, this is uh, an Elite Edition, uh, which I've talked about in the past, but these are cool. Uh, they're more of a... a a higher tier release, I, I guess you could say. Uh, and this comes with a, uh, a it's limited edition. Uh, it looks like it's a 4,000 print run. So, uh, and it has a serial number on the back and a, a certificate of authenticity inside. There's also uh, the 24 page booklet. So, you know, we're, we love the, uh, the, the print materials here at Megavision. So uh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. This looks cool. Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting take. And I, I will say, it seems like, uh, especially on the indie scene, uh, you get like two or three different genres. A lot of times, just like kind of thrown in a blender yeah. and you see what what comes out of it. Uh, but this <laughs> one's an interesting one, uh, you know, roguelike and uh, bullet hell. So um, I will be playing this, and I, I am going to be doing uh, uh, some playthroughs and stuff on uh, our YouTube channel. So that will be coming out um, hopefully later this Ooh. week um, as I get through that. Uh, but I did want to kind of just quickly talk about it. Um, when I had a chance. Um, and also with these ones, they're kind of cool. They, you can't see it or hear it right now, but, uh, they have a metallic finish to the, uh, the cover, which is kind of neat. Um, kind of stands out a little bit. Um, and, uh, yeah, so you could go ahead and, and get this now over at VGNYsoft.com, uh, their web store there. Uh, I think it's shipping, it's shipping now. Uh, so yeah, go check that one out. Yes. I'm literally looking at the page right now. It is up on there, I completely forgot they also have a bunch of Dreamcast games on there. I was gonna say I have all of their, re- I have a ton of their releases right here, um, and they are just killing it. Yeah, they got a ton of Dreamcast stuff out there. Uh, I don't know if the VMUs they had the uh, the Hermes limited edition that had the, that came with a green VMU. I don't know if those are available anymore. If what they're the sold f- out, <laughs> these guys are killing it. They're doing a good job. So um, yeah, tons of stuff over there at VGNY Soft and. Um, Outside of that, uh, I got in on some Black Friday deals. Uh, I got Atari 50 uh, for, man, how much was it? I think I got it for like 20, 15, 20 bucks. 
I've heard that's really good. 30 bucks at Amazon. It is awesome. I, I just, I, I'm just kind of really getting through it. I've only just kind of gotten through a surface level of the game, but they, this is like of, of, of history of Atari, you know, and they have this awesome timeline that you can go through. Um, and along that you can play the games, you can read articles, you can w- look at like scans, high res scans of stuff. Uh, and there's also great interviews and they, they did a great job. I think that they worked with the, uh, the video game history foundation, uh, to get a lot of these like high res oh. scans, uh, and everything just plays really well. I, I also, I'll say it again, digital foundry. I watched an interview with them where they kind of broke down, some of the um, just how how well they do the UI and how quick the menu system is. They had um, uh, someone from uh, Digital Eclipse there um, talking about that. So this game is awesome, and I, it's it's a great way to kind of experience uh, a you know Atari and those you know games that just span you know from the like the twenty what twenty six hundred all the way to the the Jaguar. And there's uh, what is the handheld system? The the the, the links. links. They even have link stuff on there. It's crazy. Oh my god! Yeah, and so it's a great way to, <laughs> to jump through it. And it, you know, granted, a lot of these games aren't so don't play so well anymore, and they're not the the greatest experiences. So you probably only want to play them for a short amount of time. And they do a really good job of of, of giving you you know some fun ways to do that. So. I got this for 30 bucks. I can't believe it. It's a brand new release. And it's already marked down uh, at, you know, uh, 30 bucks for, for Black Friday. And who knows? It's it's Cyber Monday, Cyber Week, whatever they want to call it. I mean, I think they're going to be get dropping deals for on a lot of these games. Um, so so keep an eye out on, on Atari 50. You definitely should pick it up if, if you're interested in. And if you can't get it now because of Christmas shopping, wait till the day after Christmas when they bring all those deals back. Oh, yeah, it'll happen. <laughs> Um, I was also able to pick up Sonic Frontiers for thirty bucks at Walmart. Uh, that one, hey, half price already. I don't, I don't know. Um, yep. If it's if if that says anything, or it's just uh one of those deals you get on Black Friday. But um, I I don't think it's a. I talked about this. I I think it's honestly that they know their market is kids, and that it's coming up on Christmas, and that if a parent sees a thirty dollars Sonic game, they're gonna grab it. Yeah. I think it's a good idea. Um, if they could carry that through the holidays, that that'll that'll be interesting. Um, it still hasn't gone up on Amazon, so I think that's the plan. Wow, permanent price drop. Heard it here first. Yeah, the breaking news. I, at least I haven't seen it. I also got Death Stranding for ten bucks at Best Buy, but I haven't picked that one up yet. <laughs> um, I figured, hey, I can't. It's it's crazy how you can get so much of these first party sony games for dirt cheap if you wait and hold out for a little bit nintendo nowhere near no. you know what i mean it's just so crazy the no. different uh the no different if you strategy. want a nintendo game you're dropping yeah and they're both japanese based companies which is completely different strategies there when they're first party games um so it's interesting um but yeah uh i i i did pretty well on, on black friday i don't know if you you all bought anything for for that but i did get a few uh pickups i just want to kind of mention there um with that said let's just quickly we're going to be wrapping up the show uh we're, we're approaching hour 46 minutes or so um oh. <laughs> yeah we had a lot to talk about there was so much going on and and I, I, we have damn you mario <laughs> no and you know what it, just, it doesn't stop there's so much going around all around you know mega visions uh 
there's some stuff I want to talk to you about, uh, about the magazine, some important magazine stuff. So yes. if you're hearing this, um, I'm sorry, but it's probably already too late uh, to, to join in on the Patreon to, to secure issue three. Uh, the deadline for that is tonight. Um, but by the time you're hearing this, it, it'll be too late. I apologize. Uh, but don't worry. We always print uh, additional copies. So we'll have those available uh, on our web store when those uh once we fulfill our patreon orders that's typically when we when we launch it on on a on, on the web store there so you will still be able to get it um but we are doing our our patreon preview post uh today which basically means it charges our patreon uh members accounts uh for uh their whatever tiers they're uh subscribed to and then we use that money to help print megavisions and so that will be happening uh, tonight, and we are at the finish line uh, with this magazine. I'll be working on the final layouts this weekend. Um, I'm working on finishing up your Sonic Frontiers review, Alex, because we got that one finished up too. So um, <laughs> yeah, I also wanted to talk about that uh, really quickly. So yeah, you got your Sonic Frontiers uh, review without spoiling it. Um, overall, like you know, we talked a little bit about it, but what, what did you have to say overall in this review? What were your overall thoughts? So I'll make it pretty quick. Cause I'd rather people go read it. He, <laughs> um, but I, I do, I, I did really like it. I, I understand it's flawed. I gave it a five out of five. Um, I understand it's flawed, but this is the most excited I felt about a Sonic game in years. And considering it is my, pride and joy in terms of video game franchises because it's the first one that ever got me into gaming the fact that i can actually be excited about a sonic game about the sonic franchise again is enough for me it really is yeah that's awesome to hear i i like i said i only scratch the surface in that um but i i'm really enjoying just how like kind of chill it the the atmosphere is it's a good vibe to yes. it and it's fun to just jump in those classic sonic levels and stuff you know and just you get you get a little bit of uh all of that and i think they got it and they're not pointless right yeah absolutely so i think they have a good formula there and um so yeah that that review is going to be in this issue of the magazine so i'll be finishing up that this weekend and then turning my attention towards our cover story, which is going to be a bit of a beast. The idea with that one is it's going to be more of a, a complex layout, uh, similar, more similar to kind of what we were doing with our uh, legacy issues, seven, eight, nine. Um, if any of our listeners remember those issues, those are the ones that sketch was doing basically laying out like by hand and creating in Photoshop. It was so intricate and crazy uh, what he was doing, but we're going to, we're going to, approach that but do it in a kind of a different way that uh won't take me so long and uh and everything so that will be interesting but i'll be digging into that this weekend and and, and really just hoping to, to put the finishing touches on a lot of things and and everything so we're in the home stretch there i'm very excited um i also wanted to uh to quickly just throw a shout out to our friend james uh tokyo uh i always mess up his last name tachio tokyo i'm sorry james um but i know him also as uh, at GG Dreamcast online because he also uh, runs a really cool uh, Dreamcast uh, website and kind of social media uh, platform uh, that really just is kind of a, a an o pays like homage to all things Dreamcast um, and he does uh, he's a photographer so a lot of his stuff is just shown at a really 
high and art level and artistic way. He also has a, a, a web store on there where he sells uh, just merchandise, GG Dreamcast branded stuff. Uh, and you can also get Dreamcast video games and stuff from him too. So um, that's really cool. Um, but no, what he did for us though, is he's been taking our kind of um, issue, uh, physical issue product uh, photos uh, for our web store. And he just sent us the ones for issue two and they look fantastic. I really love the way he um, adds the, uh, the background coloring uh, to the, you know, the photos and everything. I think it makes the, the covers just really pop and everything. So uh, thank you, James, once again. Uh, he, he's so such a pal uh, to, to be doing that for us. But uh, yeah, go check him out at GG Dreamcast. Uh, search him up. Uh, I think that's pretty much where you can find him on all the various social channels there. So um, with that said, that wraps up my magazine updates. Uh, Alicia, do we have any reviews that we want to quickly talk about uh, before we wrap up? Um, we had Evil West come out to, uh, today, actually. Sorry, this morning. I published that this morning. Um, Daniel did that for us. He uh, was very disappointed in the game, unfortunately. So, Aww. yeah, he said that it, um, Yeah, he Why? said that, like, the story was just kind of, kind of flat. And the combat he kept waiting to get invested in and it it was unbalanced it just wasn't mm. it wasn't a whole lot of fun which is disappointing because i know i was really 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 looking forward to this game and i know that several of us were looking forward to it as well but um he said it's gonna yeah. it's gonna scratch the itch for some people but it just wasn't you know what they what they showed in the trailers and stuff was not exactly what we got when the came to the final product so I, we've just kind of had that lately with some games i mean the chant yeah. was one of them um, for me that you know we expected something and then when we got it it was not at all what was advertised so it's just it's just kind of frustrating but i'm glad that you know we get these reviews out so that our listeners and our readers can have an honest view of what you know what some of the problems are with these games um and then uh, I believe we're going to have Gungrave Gore out at some point this week. I think um, we also Speaking have several of, uh, minis. games that just don't don't play so well. That's another one I think. Oh really? Uh, been, that one too, it huh? It bit. Dang it's, it! I just downloaded it. Shoot! Yeah, it just feels a little rough. Like the uh, the the combat and the shooting and everything just. But I, I've also heard people say that it's 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 intentional and more akin to the 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 you know like I guess the the PS2 releases and stuff from that era. I don't, oh, really? I don't okay. know if that's just if just just you're just BSing us at Coke. this point. You know, I don't know <laughs> if that's just saying like oh we intentionally made it bad. Uh, but that's oh, been man. one of the the things for it. And I haven't looked up the uh, the review scores on Metacritic, but I don't think it's been reviewing all that well. Uh, which is which is a uh, a disappointment there because uh, I was really uh, I've been l- really looking forward to it and I, I have been jumping into it and just a little bit it's got a sixty on Metacritic right now which isn't terrible um, no but not uh, but yeah I just great, felt a bit great, uh, yeah but I I'm hoping as I get further in it it opens up and 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 maybe the combat kind of just balances itself out a little bit um but as it as it stands now it just feels it feels rough you know it feels um and it it, it just seems oh, like one of those games where you you know that it's not uh it didn't have the biggest budget if I, if it I doesn't can, feel finished know. polished yeah, I guess. Just, uh, yeah yeah that's a good that's a good 
good word. Doesn't feel feel so polished. But um, yeah. I'll, I'll be interested to see the the, the review though once we when, once we have that one ready. Yeah, Roberto's working on that one right now. I will have my 100% complete for The Devil and Me out finally. Uh, I went back in to see if I could kill everybody. Um, I know that sounds funny, but I, <laughs> so I got through. I, I, I actually went back in and did a third run. So the first run, I killed off like three people. And then the second run, I killed off only one and managed to save the dog. And so there are, because of the way that the stories fold into each other, I was curious as to how far do you get in the game if you kill everybody? Because, I mean, if you don't have anybody to, to get to the end, does it just end? So I went back in and did that because I was also very curious because you spend a certain amount of time with certain characters. It's not balanced. The story, and that's my biggest problem actually with it, is that the story feels unfinished, like we were just talking. It's, it's off balance because you do play a considerable amount of time as two of the characters, who don't have the best abilities, whereas the other ones that could be much more useful are given very small roles. And it should be more equal. And so I was kind of like, okay, if I go back in and I kill off everybody, what happens? So I did that. And it it makes for a very short game. Um, <laughs> it's like, all right. Uh, so, I mean, my longest playthrough was about 11 hours. My shortest playthrough was about two so (laughs) it was like well now i know um that's what happens when you kill everybody so um gotta find out though you know i did i did like i because i was really disappointed when i did my second run and i managed to save everybody but one and i went okay where does this go from here? You know, it was just kind of, it was, it made me curious. So, so yeah, I went back in and I killed everybody. Um, and that means you can't save the dog, but I'm going to guess that because the dog just kind of comes in where, like at the, almost towards the very end that the dog's going to be fine anyway. So that's my happy thought. The dog's fine. Connie's fine. She's off somewhere. He's off somewhere. Anyway. So, um, we did also publish, uh, many reviews on bravery and greed which uh, Isaac did, and he said he absolutely loved that game. Um, we also had Intrepid Izzy, which came out... Oh, sorry. It does not come out... Intrepid Izzy comes out next week. It's not out yet. So we actually had an early review for that. And uh, Andy really loved that game as well. He said it was a callback to a lot of retro games. So uh, retro platformers and side-scrollers. So that was really cool. I think you have Trifox. Alex, still, maybe. Uh, <laughs> putting you on the spot. Yes. <laughs> um, I'll leave it at that. Yes. yes. Okay. Um, I not to give a hint, but I'm kind of struggling. Oh no, that's you know that happens. Yeah, that really does. It's hard to review games that's, when we start struggling why, uh, with them. Yeah, that's yeah. why it hasn't gotten to your desk yet. Yeah, no, I get that. Trust me, I do. And then uh, after after we have our final stream of Finding the Soul Orb, I will be writing up the mini review for that. So, Which, that is an interesting little game. It's from East Asia Soft, which we've been doing quite a few from them. And it, I'm, I'm on the fence because it tells an interesting story in an interesting way, but the controls are extremely simplistic. And 
So oh. it's like it's it's not a complex game to play. It's basically a walking sim where you just kind of hit these circles and it tells oh. the story. But you do have a limited amount of combat. You use a crossbow. Your enemies rush you sometimes, um, but they don't really do much to you. And so it just seems to be kind of this guided tour through a story, which is, it's really cool. It wasn't what I expected. I do feel that they could do a little bit more with it. Cause like you go into these houses and there's nothing in them. And it, for me, I'm the Skyrim girl. I will dig through literally everything. And so I'm like looking in all the little baskets and there's nothing here. And I'm like, Okay, so it I I am enjoying the game, and uh, the the few that were in on my stream last week were enjoying it, which is why we're finishing up this week because they wanted to see how it ended. It's it's short. There's twelve chapters. We're on chapter six, so we're halfway through. Um, but it does t- kind of feel unfinished. It, it's approaching something awesome, but for now, it's just good. So. <laughs> This sounds like the medium all over again. Um, maybe I hadn't. I don't think I played the medium. So I mean, the, that was that was Bloober Team's last game. Oh, and okay. A lot of what you're saying was a lot of my issues. Yeah, with it, I mean, it had some good ideas, but it never really, never really went for any of them. It's not difficult. It's not a difficult game to play at all. Like the, I did die a couple of times because there, there's, uh, there's little puzzles that you have to do, which I have to give them credit. Their puzzles are. Simple, but at the same time, you have to think about things in a different perspective. So there was a puzzle that I couldn't quite figure out why I couldn't get the lever to make the bridge go down. Because I knew that that was before, that was what had happened. So I'm standing on this blue you know, disc, and that makes the bridge go down. But the lever usually makes the bridge go down. So I actually had to like backtrack and then come back and look at it in a different perspective to actually figure out, okay, if I stand on that, and then I hit the lever with my crossbow, the bridge goes down and stays. And so it wasn't a tough puzzle, but it was something that caused me to think a bit differently. And, and so I have to give them credit for that. The puzzles aren't completely straightforward. They do require a little bit of, of looking at it kind of sideways and figuring out how that works. And the story is engaging. I'm very interested in what's going on with the soul orb and the evil wizard and the town that's starving. And I mean, there's just this, you know, this medieval fantasy thing that, that that's going on. But at the same time, it, it still feels like there could be a little bit, it's kind of open world. There could be a little bit more exploration to it or a little bit more, maybe a little bit of crafting so that you could upgrade your crossbow or, or just something like that. It just, it just feels like it's missing something. So, I mean, I would definitely recommend it. It's not very expensive. I think it's like four bucks. It, it's not going to break your bank or anything. Um, but I would like to see, because this is, it is an exclusive for East Asia. I would like to see them do maybe a little bit more when they decide to handle this kind of game again. So, and then, uh, maybe they could do like stellar interface and add, uh, may, make it like a bullet hell also add that. <laughs> Or maybe a rogue. A bullet hell. How am I gonna yeah. fight a bullet hell with a with a crossbow? There's ways. 
those ways. Do I do I have to fight have the, you, the gargoyles and the werewolves still too? <laughs> Did they have the? Have bullet? you ever played Enter the Gungeon? There's ways. Oh, that's true. That's true. It, oh yeah, Enter the Gungeon. There you go. And I never played those games because I suck at them. So <laughs> I I'm well <laughs> aware of my limitations in that. And those games are definitely it. So um, and then because we were talking about streaming. Uh, we had, you played Sonic Frontiers last night, and then, uh, Drail will be playing The Night Witch, um, on Friday. There's actually a bit of a funny with this, so I got this, like, emergency urgent email earlier this week that was like, if you have the consoles, don't play it! And I was like... What is going on? So I immediately, I was like, I got a hold of Isaac and I'm like, I don't remember. Did I give you the console or the PC? And he's like, it's the PC. And I'm like, okay, it's fine. So the, the glitch on consoles, <laughs> the glitch on consoles was making her speed up like <laughs> super fast. Oh, that's so she'd funny. like go through because it's it's got this kind of uh, like a platformer sort of thing, and and she she'd go through different areas, and apparently she like sonicked through them, and it was happening repeatedly on console, and so they were like, "Don't play it. We're sitting out a patch. Just yeah. hold on." And I was like, "Yeah, but now I want to see that. I want to see yeah, you this. Play it now. That's what everyone yes! wants to do. <laughs> I want to play it now. I want to see her zoom across the screen. And apparently, because it understood its boundaries, she'd like bounce off the side of the screen. <laughs> this That's is funny. awesome. I- I, I, I see it seems like I always try to talk about Dread Delusion around this time in the podcast, but I will talk about Dread Delusion because they they had a similar uh, glitch that happened in their game they were telling me about where you could stack speed spells and it would just make you go continually faster and faster and faster where you're just zooming around the whole map. Uh, and they decided to keep it in and make it like uh, an unlockable thing. So I think stuff like that is fun. I hope that maybe because of of this, if it becomes like a thing, maybe they'll go ahead and add it in later on as like a as a as a fun option or something that you could do. But um, that's funny. So. That is funny. So. Um, so. So unfortunately, we won't get to see that Friday because he has the he has the PC version of it. But. Too bad. <laughs> yeah. Really. Um, awesome. Um, okay. Is that uh, is that all we got going around on the the stream side of things? Uh, yeah. That uh, we have ended. This was our last week for the indie showcase. So uh, thank you everybody for coming out. And I am already looking at next year to see what we can do for bigger and better. I have some uh, contacts that I'm making that I'm not going to talk about right now. But if they come through, uh, we are in for some really cool stuff. So, um, really looking forward to that, but we will see everybody next year. Uh, you know, we're going to take it easy for December. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's time for Christmas games. That will be fun. fun. So, um, yeah, no, I just want (laughs) to, well, there's the Grinch on Dreamcast you can play. Don't make me do it again. <laughs> I don't have Dreamcast, so I, I can't play that game. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. I can't play that game. <laughs> Look, I played it for uh, ways last year. Let's leave it at that. And it still was a miserable We time. won't bring it back. We won't bring it back. We promise. So, um, I, I was laughing because Corey was like, damn, you're committed. How would you keep doing this? Why are you doing this? <laughs> That's funny. Um, I do also want to just remind everyone to uh, to keep visiting the the website uh, where we're just continually publishing 
news, reviews, and uh, previews on upcoming games. Uh, and you can also go and um, subscribe uh, from there to our newsletter, uh, where uh, mm-hmm. that is just a great way just to keep up with all things Megavisions. It comes out uh, maybe once or twice a month. And uh, it has basically all the the links uh, and and basically a breakdown of of our various channels. Uh, And it's also a good way to get uh, some sneak peeks at uh, future Megavisions issues where we um, do some preview layouts and and stuff like that, that you really only get to see um, if you're either a Patreon supporter or if you subscribe to the newsletter. So be sure to do that. Um, And we we promise we won't spam you or, or share uh, your details with uh, with any of those weird third party um, creepers out there that that like to do that. So you're uh, we won't do that. We'll only send you the Sega and uh, Nintendo and retro goodness news. So we promise. Um, outside of that, just be sure to follow us uh, on on social media. We're out there on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, we do have some future plans for for TikTok that I'm I'm really excited about. So we will end up doing that. Um, on the flip side of that, though, I wanted to ask you guys if you wanted to uh, to share your uh, your any of your social details out there to uh, to let the, the folks listen and know where they can follow you. Um, I'm at the Had a Gamer on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Also on Twitch, I do my own channel. Uh, I was doing a football pick'em show for the last couple of weeks, and it's. Um, well, I, we started at the beginning of the season, and it's been off the last couple of weeks, but we're probably bringing it back this week. I need to iron that out. But I also stream retro stuff. I have a lot of stuff planned for the holiday season, um, including a charity stream that I'm doing for my parents' charity. So, yeah, go give those a follow. Nice. You'll get to see how weird and stupid I really am. <laughs> Alicia, uh, do you? because uh, you also stream on your personal channel sometimes, too. Do you want to throw, uh, throw that out there? Yeah. So I'm uh, Raven's Quills on Twitch and I've actually been on hiatus. However, I am rebranding and I'm super pumped about some of the things that I'm doing uh, for my channel, uh, including a webcam. So, huh? Oh, I was saying it's all Willow. It's going to be all Willow stream. Oh, Willow. Well, actually uh, I, I have, I have a mask coming and I'm super excited because I have a cowl and a hood and a mask. And so um, you won't actually get to see like my face, but you will see my face. And um, so, yes, I would put I in like with Willow. <laughs> All right. Hey, but, that sounds yeah. fun. So then, I hey, do. Um, maybe we'll oh, roll out with the video version of the uh, the podcast eventually, too. That see, that was part of my plan. I was like, if you're going to put me on camera, I got to choose how I look on camera. So <laughs> hey, I dig it. So, yep. Super excited about that. Um, I do uh, horror games. I do indie games. Um, and I also have a so chill uh saturday which is a family friendly um stream where we play a game that's that's just chill back chill and laid back and i encourage people to you know come bring their kids i make sure that my chat is family friendly during that time um and we play games that typically i've made a few bad (laughs) decisions a couple times but um are typically not heartbreaking and won't make your kid have nightmares so um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, i'm just imagining this now uh, uh look up uh the lost word beyond the page and that that was the last so chill that i did this already sounds bad um, so subscribe for all of your family friendly <laughs> horror needs 
what you're, what you're well, saying. Actually, I have a dedicated horror night. So because I, I want to make go. sure that people don't accidentally, you know, I don't want to expose little ones to to horror sure. games. But <laughs> awesome. OK, yes. Hey, kids, welcome to Wholesome Fun Time. Now, let's start Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did White um, Knight. Sorry, parents. White Knight. It's, it's one version. <laughs> oh god! It's just blocks. They won't know. Uh, actually, I've been doing the Black Book on that channel on that uh, night, so that one's been pretty cool for that. Even TJ could handle that one. So <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, well, I'll, I will say this. I, I just want to encourage our listeners to check out our Patreon over at www.patreon.com slash megavisions where you can subscribe for a physical or digital edition of megavisions magazine and i'll say this if you subscribe to the at the physical tier you automatically get the digital edition free too we just throw it in uh for all of our 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 print subscribers uh so you got that too it's an added bonus uh we we publish quarterly um i know we haven't been but we're getting this train a rolling again and we're getting this quarterly uh, quarterly thing going. Um, issue three is going to be shipping very soon. Like I said, putting the finishing touches on that. Um, and yeah, we're just excited. So please go and support Mega Visions at our Patreon today. So uh, yeah, this has been a good one. I Man, so much to talk about. There's so much happening. It's cool to see just uh, the, the meld uh, between video games and, and, and movies and, and TV and everything else. We are really uh, living the good life uh, in, in terms of just entertainment and everything at our fingertips. It's been awesome. With that said, yep. we are going to wrap it up. Thanks again, Sam, Alicia, and Alex for joining the show. It's been a lot of fun. Of course. Oh, Happy to be on. And now I got to go eat because I'm very hungry. Same, same. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening and be safe. Thank you. <laughs>